This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Well, it's 2018 now, and because of that, you're going to need a new calendar, and JList.com has tons of anime and video game calendars for you to choose from. And from now until January 5th, when you order three or more calendars on the JList website, they will give you 50% off your entire order, so don't delay. They have Evangelion, Fate Stay Night, No Game, No Life, Studio Ghibli, and dozens and dozens more of your favorite anime and game titles. And when you use the promo code AAA on the website, you can get 250 bonus points for every $20 you spend, which is another 10% off your order. That is only for the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast listeners. So don't delay. Go to JList.com right now and get yourself a new calendar. Now, time to start the podcast. I will say I went into this show wanting it to be about gambling and found that it is not about gambling at all. Gambling is when I go to the casino on Christmas and throw craps. This anime is more like um, made-up games and cheating, and that's and like and just being crazy as hell. The student council technically is the house. I guess so, but I mean, the house would never play a like one-on-one game where they risk everything. Like that would never happen. the The, the house is using um, the law of large numbers to guarantee that they always win because statistics says they will. Hello and welcome to the 402nd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I am your host Mitsugi. I am here in the flesh looking just as bald as ever and I am joined by one fellow anime addict who is hailing from the frozen world known as Iowa and his name is Brains. He is of the Trash Pandas Watch anime podcast. Say hello Brains and let everybody know what is going on. Sup y'all. It's negative three here, which is an improvement over the negative 17 the other day. Negative 17. What in the... Uh, that's um, that's ridiculous. You just, like, literally hide inside of your house and not leave when it's that cold? The boiler is turned up to maximum. It's in my apartment, and the door to it is open. How do you keep your pipes from freezing and whatnot? Uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of heat. Oh, my God. Well, and of course, you can find us at our website, aaapodcast.com. We're on iTunes. You can drop us a review on iTunes if you'd like to and help us catch up to our actual number of total episodes in iTunes reviews. That is, that is, my, current, that is my current goal. If, if we can make that happen, I would, um, I would definitely be, I have very hard nips, much like Brains, who has hard nips for a different reason because they are, well... I don't know. They're able to to slice glass at an efficient rate. Listen, actually, at the at this point right now, I could go rob a bank and I'd be fine. No tools. You you just like yeah, like 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 uh, <laughs> you're just gonna slice that vault door open with those nips. Yep, just rub my nips up against the side of the 
vault door, just like, yeah. Listen, the listen, the vault door is made of metal. It's going to be cold. You're going to have to deal with that. But your nips, they're colder than the, than the metal on the vault door. So really, really, you're good. Like, it'll, it'll feel warm to you. Yeah, it, it might it might improve my situation, in fact. And of course, if Kazuo were here, he would want you to go to the Facebook page and he would want you to go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AAA podcast because there is a very large growing community on there of people just like you that are talking and discussing their favorite anime and what kind of things they got for Christmas and et cetera, et cetera. And of course, he also has a very obvious link to our Discord on that Facebook group so that you don't have to ask him where to find the Discord because that makes him spiral into a rage. But you can merely find the link on there and then download Discord and, and uh, have at it and have watch parties and whatever else people do on the, on the Discord. So that's probably worthwhile. I'm going to start making fake Twitter accounts to, to harass him about where the Discord's at. Oh, he'll love that. He'll, 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 <laughs> he'll literally be overjoyed. But um, Brains, where can we find your podcast? I know you're hard at work as well. Yeah, you can find us at tpwapodcast.com, um, which is our website. We've got all of our stuff there, and you can find it on iTunes and everything else. But we do um, a few different shows. We do Trash Pandas, Bizarre Adventure, which is where we're slowly working through JoJo's. Trash Pandas on the Grand Line, where we're working through One Piece. Trash Pandas Read, where we do book reviews. Mm. Um, and then we do Theater and Watch Etchy, where we... Uh, basically do a riff tracks of either an etchy show or OVAs slash movies. Mm, um, mm, and mm. recently you are busy actually, actually, yeah, last night, in fact, uh, we just did a kind of a four way crossover with podcasts to talk about the last Jedi. Um, oh my, which I, I think will be called like the TPWA special zero zero one. Hold on. Holdo. Um, so <laughs> I, I, but it's, I, I didn't hear wonderful things about that movie, to be honest. But no, so it was it was me, Kazuo, um, Bcom, and Andrew from um, all from the AA Discord. I don't know. I, I heard mixed things. I had I had hardcore Star Wars fans telling me it was it was god awful, and then I had people that were like, "Oh, those people are just grumpy old people from the old generation, and this is a movie for young people or something." And I, and my thought was, well, I haven't seen it, so. You people can just fight amongst yourselves. So <laughs> my my problems have really nothing to do with like they ruined my childhood. Like most of our problems specifically were just about how the narrative went. Yeah, Kazuo um, also discussed the movie on a Hobby Addicts episode recently. He I remember I recall did not care for the movie very much. Um. Anyway, yeah, go check out Brains's podcast. He works very hard on them, so it's definitely definitely worth listening to. So get get over there and do that or or we're going to find you and drag you to the frigid Iowa and make you suffer. So on this podcast, we're going to be finishing the second half of our top 50 countdown list. Uh, Kazuo, Kimiko, and I all put together a top 50 list, and we aggregated it together and sort of made a combined top 50. And you'll recall a couple weeks ago, we managed to get from 50 to 26, but we have not yet revealed the, the top half of the list. So we're going to be doing that. And we're also going to be doing a... A review on Kake Gurui, which in English is like um, gambling something. Uh, you know what the English title is? I just, I always know just the uh, Kake Gurui, it's compulsive gambling. Compulsive or gambling. Or compulsive gambler. Sorry. Got it. Because um, I think the, um, specifically the last name, the, the, the last episode, I can't remember. What's the name for woman in um, 
Ona? Yeah, I think that's specifically what it is. Kakegurui Ona or something like that is the name of the last episode, which means compulsive gambling woman. I mean, there's a lot of ways to say woman in Japanese, but... Um, so we're going to do that, but, but before, before we get into that, we're a little late announcing this, but I do have the results from the, from the 2017 fall listener choice poll. So you'll know, you'll, as you know, every season we, we, we pass eight anime, but because there's so many anime every season, inevitably a couple that people really love get left out. And so we give everyone who listens an opportunity to vote on what they would like the ninth show to be that we cover. That way, at least the people that are listening have some chance to give their input on what on what we should be covering from from their perspective. So the top five, I'm going to give the top five, and the top and the, the number five with five percent of the total vote was Shoujo Shumatsu Ryoko, which I failed, um, and I guess wasn't that popular. Otherwise, it would have had more results than that. Uh, number four with six percent of the vote was Hoseki no Kuni, which I recall that Kazuo failed. And number three, with a substantially larger number of votes, 17%, Imoto Sai Ireba E, otherwise known as A Sister's All You Need. I, I haven't seen any of that. Um, also known as the troll response. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that's normally how it goes with the, with the listener choice poll. Um, you wanna, do you want to announce the top two, Brains? Sure. Uh, number two at uh, 17%. Is March comes in like a lion? I'm assuming season two. Yeah, I, I was really pulling for this one. Honestly, I was hoping for it. Um, I provide no sort of input on what I think people should vote for. I mean, I you know whatever. I never my 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 thoughts don't normally line up anyway. But this was a really good really good show. Like you could just tell the writing was awesome. Um, so I was kind of hoping for this one, but you know, second place isn't so bad. Right, and uh, so number one, which is the listener's choice of this season is the at 29% recovery of an MMO junkie. Hmm. Which is actually a, a I haven't seen this one either, but I guess it's good. I I've seen the first few episodes. I've really liked them so far and I I from my understanding of what I've heard, people have said that it kind of keeps up with that same good uh good feel. All right, so it's official. It's going to be recovery of an MMO junkie. I have added it to our document so we can keep track of it and make sure we review it. And I will say that almost 30% of the vote in a poll that had over 40 options is crazy. I mean, that's I mean, that's nuts. I mean, if you look at the top 3, you're talking about almost 60% going to the going to that top 3, which means that well, most of the shows on the list didn't get any votes at all. Um I mean, that's I guess sad for them. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that means. Like it's um, but uh, I'm glad that we, I'm glad that a lot of people had the same opinion on what they wanted to watch. That way, not not that many people were disappointed. All right. So uh, shall we roll right into it and get this thing moving? Yeah. It's time for big news of the week. All right, so this is pretty exciting for me. Um, as a person who has enjoyed this convenience store chain in Japan for a long time, 7-Eleven, otherwise known as 7-and-I Holdings, are going to begin selling food in their convenience stores with English labels. And I think this is really smart because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of tourists in Japan, especially in, in Tokyo, and with the Olympics coming up, it, it definitely makes sense to do this. 
Seven and I Holdings is the largest convenience store chain in Japan. And it's actually, the people don't know this, but 7-Eleven in the States is the same company and it's Japanese owned. Um, it will start selling onigiri and other prepared foods with labels containing both English and Japanese. So if you're a tourist, you can read the ingredients. Like maybe you're allergic to something and you want to make sure that there's no shellfish in the food because, of course, Japan, they eat a lot of seafood. And so that's a legitimate concern. So something like that, you will now be able to read the English uh, descriptions of what's in the food and won't have to worry about it so much. So I, I think this is an awesome move and I don't know why it wasn't done already. I, I think so too. There are, there are a few things that they're doing in preparation um, for the the Olympics in, in general, which which have been, in my opinion, really beneficial to kind of like lowering the barrier of entry to go to Japan. Like this doesn't sound necessarily like it's that big of a deal, but uh, if you if you know you just look at it from afar, but if you've ever been there, this is a huge deal. <laughs> Like it is. I mean, it's because I mean, it's impossible. If you don't know Japanese really, really well, you are not going to have a sniff of a chance of, of reading the descriptions on the back of the food. It's just not happening. Right. And, and, and even sometimes you might think you grabbed the food you wanted and it was not the food you'd wanted. And had you been able to understand any Japanese, you'd have been like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want that. I mean, even the flavor. I mean, you know what I mean? Um the, the furthest I got in being able to read Japanese labels was I could read I could read all of like the macro ingredients, like how many fats does it have, how many carbohydrates, how many proteins, how many calories, and maybe some of the food that was in it because sometimes it's written katakana, which is easy. But I mean, past that, I, I never even bothered trying because it's impossible. Like it isn't happening for anybody that's foreign. Um, they are planning on labeling... To they're they're gonna have twenty thousand Seven Eleven stores will have Japanese and English labels, and it will also cover bento boxes, delicatessen items, and some sweets. And now the Seven Eleven Japan president Kazuki Furuya said, "quote More foreign customers will be using convenience stores in Japan in the future." Um, he hopes that tourists visiting Seven Eleven stores in Japan will lead to stronger brand power for the company in the United States, China, and Southeast Asia, where it is opening more stores. And I will say that after I lived in Japan and and went to Seven Eleven, you know, pretty much every day, I definitely have a different opinion of Seven Eleven now than when I did before I left for Japan. I would say my opinion before leaving was Seven Eleven sucks, is what I would say. Right. And, and, right. And then coming back, I still kind of think it sucks here, but I think that, it, but I have more of a respect for it because I know that it's Japanese and I know that like I've enjoyed, I enjoyed it while I was in Japan. So I think there's a little bit of brand loyalty there. So I think he's right. I, uh, unfortunately where I'm at, there aren't seven 11s like anywhere. I think the closest one might be in Chicago. Um, but yeah, they they've been doing a lot of stuff like this. And I kind of wonder if Cool Japan was 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 partially behind this. Mm, um, could be. I know Cool Japan did receive a lot of backlash recently over their newest attempt to get tourists. Which was what? I'm not sure. Uh, they created the song called Japanglish. Oh. <laughs> that uh <laughs> is a little racist. Um against themselves. Uh, against the cells, against against uh, well, it may, maybe racist isn't the right word. 
I don't know. It, it's definitely kind of it makes fun of for, foreigners, like okay, uh, like adding like desu and stuff at the end of words that don't require them. Like oh, just okay, like yeah. adding like a u at the end of a word to try to get you to understand. And then, but the 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 purpose of the song is like they have subtitles at the bottom, and so they'll say like Google is blah, toilet is blah, and like it'll have like where you know where is this. Like just common phrases for you to learn before you go there, so maybe you don't get lost as easily. Wow, that seems like a really poor attempt at at, at educating foreigners about anything, really. Um, although I will say that in Japan, I have experienced this firsthand. That if you say an English phrase to someone, they may not understand you. But if you say the same phrase with a with like a super heavy Japanese accent, like try to sound racist when you say it, they totally sometimes <laughs> will get it. <laughs> that is very true. And. Um, it's inexplicable. I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I think it's because they're used to hearing the phrase from that each other. I, I don't know. <laughs> the accent, I, I could imagine our accent throwing them off. And if you do do something that sounds similar to a heavy Japanese accent, they it sound more recognizable to them. Yeah. It is tough for them to get uh, the English accent. Anyway, let's go on. There is more. Shut up! You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here! Alright, so it's time for Comic-Ket again in Japan. Their um, Comic-Ket 93 just started. And Comic-Ket is probably the world's largest convention of any type. I I don't have facts for that, but the considerable number of people that go make make, um, Comic-Con look small, if if I'm not mistaken. Comic-Ket annual, annually has about 550,000 people twice a year. So if you were to combine that, you could almost call it 1.1 million people, which is completely insane. Comic comic Market, otherwise known as Comic-Ket, is the, um, the world's largest doujinshi convention. And doujinshi being fan-made art of anime properties. For example, um, Kimiko has like lots of haiku doujinshi, which is of a questionable nature. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, it's all porn. I mean, let's, let, let's not, oh, yeah. let's not hide it. I mean, I've been there. I bought Studio Ghibli Dojin just for the shit of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Anyway. Totoro Dojin. Oh yeah. If you're ever down here with me, I'll show it to you. I have it. It's, um, oh, good God. it's, uh, it's the kind of thing that could get me arrested for sure. Um, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. In fact, um, I remember that when I was coming back from Japan that time when I, after I had bought that, there was some kind of a, a an airline scare in the United States. And so in Japan, they were doing extra security, like searching bags and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> and I didn't, but, you know, whatever. So apparently otaku were lining up really early to get the to go to Comic-Cat this year. They were lining up at, at uh, 9 p.m. the night before it even started. And according to t- reports on Twitter, there were... 10,000 people or more already lined up to go to the event like an entire day before it started. That's it. I mean, like you've heard of people lining up for like Nintendo Wii's and whatnot, but 10,000 people. I mean, just think about that. 10,000 people. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, so of course, after when the first train arrived at Kokusai uh, Tenjijo Station near Tokyo, big site where the where Comic Cat is located, there was apparently a, a small, they called it small, but I, I, I doubt it was, a stampede occurred um, from, hey, from the train. I don't think stampedes are ever small. 
Well, I mean, like, the Japanese people are so polite. Like, they're trying to walk, but they're doing, like, this weird, awkward, like, walk run where you can tell that, like, they they want to walk quickly, but but inevitably some people in the crowd don't want to walk they're running and so they go well shit i have to run too and so like everyone's kind of urging each other on but it's in the like the most polite way possible but definitely um people running through the train stations which is very strange um yeah so and um they had 180,000 attendees on the first day this year which was on december 29th and which falls short of the record, which was set in, in, in the summer of 2013, where they had 210,000 people on the first day. Oh, man, it's crazy. Um, as a side note, I will say that if you go to Comic Cat and there's a fire, you, you're going to die. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you just are. Um, and the con funk is real. That's I, I've unfortunately never been there. Um, and that 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 lends to why I was in Japan was because the army, if they don't give you leave on any times, oh oh kawaii so. Um, if you have a chance to go back, Brains, um, it it's almost not worth going to Kamiket. Honestly, it's um, unless you really love Dojin, to be honest, and uh, but it might be worth it to you for the spectacle. But other than that, I don't really I didn't get much out of it. So I, I think I'd want to just drop by and kind of see what it's what it's about. But, yeah, a lot of the not being able to read Japanese and kills kind of a lot of what Comic Cat is. The um, the thing that I got out of it most was we managed to get press passes to, for it. And so as such, we I we ended up meeting like half of the staff of Anime News Network and a bunch of other people. Um, so. Oh. You know, I don't. I don't really care about Dojinshi to be honest, but uh, it was interesting to get to meet some people that you normally wouldn't run across. Because I mean, when you're nestled down in Florida, I mean, it's there's lots of podcasts down here, but not a whole lot of like actual anime businesses. So it's kind of nice to to meet like people in the industry that you've that most people have heard of. Any more thoughts there? Mm, I mean. Yeah, that just seems weird that 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 there are that many people running in Japan. Well, I mean, like, I mean, you only see people really running when they're about to miss their transfer. Yeah, I mean, like you're right about that, but I mean, like the the, the doujinshi is all fan made stuff, and so like the the print numbers are limited, and so if you're like some person who's obsessed with um like I remember when I went, the big thing was um uh the certain scientific railgun was super was really big. If yeah. if you're like a person that wants a certain scientific railgun fan fan comics, and if you're not one of the first like 50 people at that booth, you're not getting one. So, and um, I imagine a lot of people were going after the same stuff. So you're kind of fighting to be one of the first X number of people. Otherwise, you won't get what you want. And so I don't think people should be like stampeding, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do for your moe blobs. I mean, it's important. I uh, I'll, I'll take your word on that. <laughs> I right, let's really care for my moe blobs. Let's move on. It's time for hot new anime releases. <laughs> All right, so we got some good ones here. You want to start us off, uh, brains? Yeah. Where is that derp? <laughs> uh, so 
new anime releases. Uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Hozuki no Reitetsu season two gets uh, split cores. I'm pretty excited uh, about this. Yeah, I I think I watched the first season. I did watch the first season. I don't know if I'm going to watch the second season because I don't know if I'm going to have time. It's understandable. You know, for it to matter. Like the I, the split cores, but I definitely I definitely feel you on that. Um I having no time for much of anything is uh, something I struggle with. But um I guess at the end of the first season of Hozuki no Day Tetsu, which I haven't gotten to yet, they said that they would be having another they would split the season into two halves and that the second half was gonna be um they were gonna do it later on in let's see, it's gonna be called it's gonna be called Hozuki no Day Tetsu Dainiki Dainiki Sono Ni or and it will be broadcasting in spring of 2018. So they're going to take a they're going to take a season off and then they're going to do more, which is it's such a cute show. I mean, it's it's really it clever. I mean, really. It, it's it's actually pretty funny. It, it's one of those shows that does that manages to grab me cuz not every comedy anime manages to get me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's like the only reason why it's a tough show, I think is because a lot of the jokes are very cultural, like they're a lot of them come from folklore and things like that. And if you're not familiar with Momotaro or um, you know, um, you know, uh, like and, whatever uh, else, you know, the Bamboo Princess or whatever, it's you're just not going to get as much from it, but but I do have the synopsis here. In the afterlife, there exists heaven and hell, of course. Heaven consists of the eight greater hells and the eight cold hells. And they, and they, like in the beginning of this, in the, this last season, they went on like a tour of the eight hells and it was, it's pretty funny. Like all the crazy stuff that they make people go through, um, which are divided into 272 subdivisions spearheading the seemingly endless multi multifarious affairs in this gargantuan hell is one fierce God, King Enma and his aide Hozuki between this cool headed sadist and his colorful band of peers. Every day is a riot in hell. And though this book m- might make hell seem like a happening place, please try to behave yourself during your life. And I think that was that came from uh, my anime list. So that's it's a cute show. Um, also, there is an anime adaptation of Hino Maru Zumo coming out, otherwise known as Sumo of the Rising Sun, which I recall the last time we had a Sumo show, it was horrible. It was Abarenbo Kishi, which I don't think anybody watched. I I, I didn't. Um, there are people out there without lives that probably watched it because they, they didn't think they had any other anime to watch. Um, I don't know how that can be I don't, possible. I don't mean without lives in a negative way. I just mean like we've all been there. That that couple oh. months where you're like, I don't have a life, so I'm going to do this. It's just a, I don't know. I just, I don't recall it being very good. Um, we had our, our host Cram back then watched it and he absolutely hated it. Um, it is a divine ritual, a martial art, a combat sport. It's sumo. A small new student, Ushio Hinomaru, appears before the weak little sumo club of Old Dachi High School. The words big and heavy are the are the rules for this sport, which does not fit this newbie uh, at all. But this guy goes and does what? This is a weird synopsis. Ushio yeah, and right. the small sumo club climbs its way to the top. The goal is Hinoshita Kaisan which is the highest title in the professional sumo world, the equivalent of Yokozuna. A fired-up high school sumo tale, no retakes allowed. That's from That, that came from Shonen Jump. <laughs> That's, that is weird. It sounds kind of cute. I don't know why every 
sports anime has to be about a sports club, but I, I, like, why can't it just be about like the major leagues? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure there's some reason. Um, also, much more relevant, I'm sure. Uh, Zoku Owadi Monogatari is getting an adaptation. It is the sixth and last volume of Ni- of Nishi Oshin's Monogatari series. Um, and it will have an adaptation in 2018. Does this mean Monogatari is ending finally? I think so. Because there's like a hundred of them. Um, well, I mean, I, there's not that many Monogatari series. I don't really think. I mean, it seems like there's a lot, but some of them are side stories. Mm. So I don't know like where, um, like where it all fits into the to the to the novels themselves. Because I've I've seen. Uh, Bake Monogatari, Neko Monogatari, uh, Nisei Monogatari, and I saw half Kizu of, Monogatari. I saw half of Katanagatari, but which I I think is by him. I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing it, it sounds like it is, but like they're they're very wordy, and the episodes are very long. So you have to be yes. the kind of person that likes reading a a ridiculously huge amount of dialogue. And likes to watch their shows in longer chunks because um, Katana Guitari was like six one-hour episodes that, of which probably at least 40 minutes of that was just talking. So it wasn't really my speed, I would say, but I recognize that it seems like every time one comes out, they're amongst the best of whatever season they come out in. So I don't know. Why not? You might as well. Right. I, I can't complain about more good content. And, and 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 that's the 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 thing is like so yeah the show is broke up kind of weird because like there's like a chronological order to everything and then there's the order in which it was written from my understanding it's important to watch watch it both ways <laughs> i don't know I, but I, like i i really like the kizu monogatari movies so here's the synopsis for this new season. This is going to be the end of the Koyomi Araragi arc, I guess, or his story. He's a half-human, half-vampire that has stood on the line between reality and the supernatural for far too long. Um, the end to his indecision has finally come. Piece by piece, his humanity was falling away. Starting with his reflection, he was becoming one of them, a vampire. This is also coming from my anime list. Now, Adaragi must choose which world to live in and which to give up. To remain human, he must abandon the friends he made through encounters with the supernatural. On the other hand, he would have to sacrifice his humanity to stay with those he holds dear. So, uh, that's like a pretty that's like a pretty rich setting for a drama, I think. There's going to be some like uh some emotion going on there in that decision. Oh yeah. The the series I think is is it, it's a solid series, but like you like you were saying, like there's a lot of a lot of stuff, and it doesn't lend its well self well to dubs because it works on a lot of that Japanese um, wordplay. Yeah, that's true. But. All right, so we got this. Seems like there's something something pretty interesting being announced every every week. So we're gonna stay on top of it. Um, but for now, let's uh, let's do an, let's do another segment. And now, it's time to get the goods from JList.com. Go! So, once a month, we've been doing a segment that promotes JList.com, and they sent me a huge box of stuff this time, way more than I expected. Um, of course, they sent their January snack box, which 
was pretty good this time. It was, it's pretty solid. Um, they're, they, they have a hand-selected box of stuff that they that they give every single month. Like they go to the convenience stores and the, and the grocery stores and they handpick like whatever the cool new thing is that they want people to try out. And I, I just highlighted a couple of these that um, I, I tend to pawn them off on people because I don't really need to be eating like 15 packs of, of candy every month. So I, um, I gave some of it to my, to my buddy that I go running with and he picked out the koala March. So a lot of people remember the koala, the koala March. Cause they're like, you know what I'm talking about? They're like they're like little cookies that have koala pictures stamped on them. And I think they were called ko- koala oh, okay. koala yummies. They were called. He like lost his shit. Um, and uh, so I gave those to him. And then when my audio guy came by, I we ate the the UHA steamed shrimp dumpling snacks. So it's almost like dehydrated shrimp shumai, which sounds disgusting, but it was really really good. Um, it had like a like a rich buttery flavor to it. I don't know. Like where else are you gonna find dehydrated shrimp shumai? Uh, nowhere um outer space uh, maybe maybe that's a good point maybe when the japanese when uh, when jaxa sends someone to space they might send dehydrated shrimp shumai with them um there's uh there was one called uh, uha shige kicks ume flavor which was like i had no idea i have no idea what i'm eating i open these up and i'm like what the hell is this um so i i i was eating this one candy and it was ridiculously sweet um or rather, it was ridiculously sour. It was like almost like eating a warhead, but it was chewy. And I guess it was um, pickled plum flavored, but I don't. I didn't pick up on that at all. I guess I don't know what pickled plum tastes like. That was really good. And by far my favorite were the Lotte. Apparently, Lotte makes the best stuff. Um, Lotte does. Lotte is like probably the best snack company out of Japan. Is that like, do we, what equivalent will that be for us? Like... Like Mars or whoever, whoever makes M and M's, I guess. See, I don't even know if I'd say Mars is the best. I don't like, know, man. I don't know if we really have a best. Well, no, I think Mars has M and M's and Snickers, doesn't it? I don't know. I love Snickers though; that's really good. So this Lotte thing, I'm holding it up on the camera. It looks like Pocky, but it's not. It they're almond and hazelnut flavored topo. So Topo, Topo, I know because they were doing advertisements using anime characters and they had one that had, had Epo from Hajime no Epo and they had one that to my amazement had Onizuka from GTO and I had to buy them. So I have boxes of those somewhere, but they're probably rotted by now. Um, these <laughs> are filled with hazelnut and almond like cream. And I'm not even shitting you that this has got to be the best thing I've ever seen for eating with with coffee. Not only could you stir your coffee with it, but like it's almond and hazelnut flavored and you and it has like a hard breading on the outside, so for sure it would not get soggy. Um it's really really freaking good. Me and my audio guy ate ate about half the box and I'm keeping the other half for work cuz I want to go get a coffee um, on t- <laughs> on Tuesday when I get back to work. It, it's really solid. So another success for the for the Jap for the Japan for the snack box of JList. You can go to you can get it at jlist.com forward slash box. And if you use our promo code again, what's that? I said I need to go drop some cash and get one because I've been meaning to get one. It's pretty legit. Like you would think you don't. I have it on. The, I have the box on my screen right here, so you can look at it in, in relation to like these anime figures. And it's it's a large box. I mean, it's a. It's almost big enough for a laptop to come in, and it, it probably has fifteen to twenty different snacks in it. And I think it's around thirty bucks. But I mean, when you consider the snacks and the shipping, it really isn't too bad. And if you use the, our promo code AAA on their website, you will get two hundred fifty bonus points for every twenty dollars you spend. 
So you will basically be getting um, more than 10% off on whatever you buy. So that'll make it even easier for you guys. They also sent me three calendars, which I was not expecting. And on my on the on the table here right next to me, I have I'm pointing to it right now. We have a I have a my neighbor total calendar that is actually like it's, it's, it's like a figure almost, and it has a slot in it where little cards go that have the month on them. And it's ridiculously cute. They sent that. And they also sent a re- really nice um, No Game, No Life Zero calendar for 2018 and a Fate Stay Night Heavens Feel calendar for 2018. With like, it's the kind where you fold it over every month, and there's like another glossy picture on every, on, for every month. Those are really cool. And I'm going to be giving away all the calendars. Um, in upcoming pro on an upcoming contest and whatnot. So for those of you that listen and are on the Facebook and, and whatever, look for those coming up in the next couple months. Cause I'm going to give this stuff away. I'm not just going to keep it. So, but a big thanks to J list for, for doing this for us. It's, um, I get to eat tons of Japanese candy and I get to give calendars to people. So that's pretty awesome. I love it. All right, let's keep going. Are you ready? Yeah. You want to do our trivia? Sure. Uh, this week's, uh, trivia on the website, right? Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, the correct answers, I... Don't, don't bother reading them. There's too many of them. It was like 28 okay. people. <laughs> it's just too many. So the correct read. answer for this week's, uh, anime challenge, or anime trivia was Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Right. Uh. Off the theme I, of, uh, anime based on, on the spaceship. Yep. And uh, this week's winner was Black Shinobi 956. You know, I was really like surprised that so many people got this right because it's a, it's a fairly old show. And but I guess spaceships are really recognizable. Like nobody would ever miss if I if I had put like the whatever the heck the name of the ship is from Outlaw Star. Literally everybody would know it. Right. Um, right. For some reason. Uh, the, well, the Outlaw Star. That's the name. Oh, right. Of course. Duh. <laughs> I keep thinking Gilliam, but I guess he's the computer's name in it. Yeah. But like, it's for some reason, people just remember the names of ships or they remember what they look like rather. Um, so it's pretty cool. So we're going to keep doing, we're going to keep doing the same theme. So if you want to go to the website, aaapodcast.com, you scroll down towards the bottom, there's a picture on the right side and you just basically tell me what it is. It's really easy and, uh, and you can win some stuff. So, all right. So take us to the news break, uh, brains do it. Alrighty, so this week's In Show Weekly Trivia question is Name the anime Tobias, Mary, and Sakia challenge the impregnable The One Sin, but they lose their way in the maze and unintentionally trap other guild members. A mysterious cat is watching their blunder. Is it another player, character, or NPC? This is a tough one. I'll be surprised if uh, people listen and get this one. Give yourself credit if you get it. All right, so we're going to have the answer to that when we come back. And also the the uh, the final 25 shows on, on the top 50 countdown. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be back in a few minutes. my beautiful anime friends out there it's Mitsugi and it's time for your first anime news break 
Getting us started off today, we have some news from Persona 5 The Animation, which will be coming out pretty soon in the spring of 2018. There have been new staff members announced for the title, including the original story plan, which, which will be done by Katsuda Hashino, who has worked on the Persona franchise. Also, character designs by Shigenori Soejima, who also is associated with the Persona franchise. Director is Masashi Ishihama, who worked on Glass no Hana to Kowasu Sekai. The uh, character design is done by Tomomi Ishikawa, who worked on Kombini Kareishi, and of course the music done by Shoji Meguro, who is responsible for pretty much all of the music from the, from the Persona franchise, and it's going to be done by A1 Pictures. So, for those of you that played the Persona 5 game, which I'm guessing are many of you, you are probably ex just as excited as I am for the Persona 5 the Animation anime series coming out in the spring of 2018. And next up, we have some bad behavior in Japan. Bad fan behavior apparently could lead to future Love Live events in Japan being canceled. There have been a variety of Love Live idol anime franchise events that have been taking place throughout Japan, particularly in Akihabara and in other anime-related districts of Tokyo. But there have been complaints that large groups of really rambunctious fans have been showing up to these events waving really obnoxiously large light-up glow sticks, jumping around and screaming, which have been disrupting the events for other attendees. And it looks like the, the attendees took to social media to share the videos of what they called this quote-unquote bad behavior, so you can find this online pretty easily. And the staff responded on, on websites by giving a warning saying that poor behavior could reflect badly on the anime's cast and staff and could lead to future Love Live events being canceled in the future. So you will be punished for bad behavior at these events, so you should behave yourself. Next up, the, uh, the official website for Cardcaptor Sakura Cleared Car Anime has announced that there is a cell phone application that will allow users to text and call Sakura. You can send messages to Sakura through a section of this app called Talk Room, which will have Sakura respond to your text. It will also let users quote-unquote call and chat with her on the phone. So for those of you that have always wanted to have a conversation with, with Sakura from Cardcaptor Sakura, there is an app coming out that will let you call Sakura, and that app again is called Cardcaptor Sakura Call. And lastly, for those of you that have not had enough sick, sickening talk of cryptocurrency, it looks like uh, the Otaku Tokyo Otaku Mode is considering releasing an Otaku coin, which will, which essentially is the equivalent of Bitcoin, but a different one. They are, they are considering launching an initial coin offering or an ICO for the cryptocurrency, which will be called Otaku Coin, which will be used in, in marketplaces revolving around anime, manga, and games from Japan. There is a committee that is seeking collaboration from industry experts and specialists about the release of this coin. They say that it will initially support mostly just transactions that involve anime, but that their, but that their eventual goal is to also support manga and game markets as well. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, it's time to get back to the podcast. We know the truth. It's written all over your face. You're addicted to anime. But it's more than that, isn't it? Are you also addicted to the AAA podcast? Get all the content. Early episodes, after parties, hobby addicts, hentai episodes, show notes, ringtones, and more by joining our $7 support tier. 
Go to aapodcast.com slash join and select the $7 tier to get access to everything. This means you'll get an extra eight episodes of podcast goodness delivered right to your ears every month. That's less than $1 per episode. And that's on top of all the other bonuses like ringtones and show notes. So head to aaapodcast.com forward slash join and select the $7 tier. Set up your membership and you're good to go. And we're back to the podcast. Welcome back to the to the 402nd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. It's good to be back. So, um, Brains, before we left, we had an intro trivia question. Yes, we did. You want to read it again for me, and we'll uh, we'll see if anybody got this one right. It's not easy. So it is name the anime based on the description. So Tobias, Mary, and Sakia challenge the impregnable. The one sin. The one sin. <laughs> they lose their way in the maze, unintentionally trapping other guild members. A mysterious cat is watching their blunder. Is it another player character or an NPC? Brains, I'll even be impressed if you've seen this. It's Dot Hack Quantum. And I will tell you I have not because I had, did not continue watching the Dot Hack series. So a lot of this stuff came out as like bonuses when you bought the video games. Um, one of them was like um, Dot Hack, like Interlude or something that came with the original Dot Hack uh, video game series, which was actually a solid game series, except they made you buy four games. <laughs> um, right? Yep. Yes. I, uh, I, I, I did. Uh, I played Dot Hack Sign. Or whichever one you were supposed to play with dot hack sign. It was dot hack, and then they had it split out into like four different. It was outbreak and uh, infection, mutation, and quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually thought they were solid games. Like they really, yeah. I thought they created like a pretty r- realistic MMO feel for a game that was obviously not even online. So I enjoyed it a lot, quite a lot. So, but it's you know forgotten, lost in history. I don't know if it's quite lost in history, but yeah, Dot Dot Hack Quantum came out later, and I just, I didn't get around to playing the games or really doing anything with it after the original series. Well, Dot Hack Roots was horrible, so that's that's probably why you didn't participate. Don't blame you. So Actually, um, I do remember Roots, now you say that. And not good, right? So, two weeks ago, we did a episode where we were discussing our top 20 our top 50 anime of all time and i was salty because none of my shows overlapped with either kazuo or kimiko and so none of my shows made it high on the list which made me whine like a little baby so uh, but now we're gonna do the top 25 on the list and when we get to number one i kind of want to hear like what some of your maybe like your top five shows are and because you know you're here and you're involved so um, it's only fair if you want to. 
no, I, I, I do want to. So it's, it's, it's really hard because it's like, what do you, what do you define as top five? Like, do I look at it from how much it affected anime as a whole, or do I look at, you mm. know, how, how, how much I enjoyed the show personally, or how objectively good the show was? I think it's up to you Let, because we didn't put any kind of a qualifier on it when when I was I just made a document and I said put your top fifty down and then there was no, you know, most impactful or most memorable or whatever. It was just do your top fifty. So I just I'm and I guess that makes it harder for you. <laughs> but yeah. but I'm gonna leave it up to you. But you got tw- you have plenty of time to think about it. So let's round robin this. We'll go back and forth. I'll start. Um, Space Brothers is number twenty five on the list. And Space Brothers, definitely one of my favorite shows of the last five years. I thought it was unbelievably well-researched. It's about two brothers who make a pact to go to the moon together, but ultimately one of them ends up like working at Toyota or something and clearly is not on a path to go to the moon. Meanwhile, the other brother is actually like working for NASA and is getting close to being able to go to the moon. And so he quits his job at Toyota and starts taking the exams or whatever you do to become an astronaut. And it's so like, it's like his path towards catching up to his brother so they can live out their dreams together. And it's just amazingly well-researched and very cleverly written. Like the comedy is very funny. The characters are very, are very memorable. And it's not often that I remember most of the names of all the characters way after the show's finished airing. Like it's been, was like four or five, four years now or something. So uh, four or five. Yeah. And like, I still remember Muta and Sedika and all the other minor characters. It's just, it's a great show. It is a little long. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have really, it doesn't have an ending at all. Cause they didn't finish it, but they, you never know. They might pick it up later. Um, it's a great show. And if you like comedies and dramas and anything to do with like space, you're going to love this show. And it's one of those shows that you almost never hear someone being like, Oh, I hated it. It just, I've never heard that. It's it's usually either I didn't see it or I thought it was wonderful. So, and that is Space Brothers. I, I, I really liked Space Brothers when I watched it. It was... It was a very solidly written show, so... Mm-hmm. I agree with you. But it did it did get me interested in JAXA. That, that was actually like a little phase I went through of like a week reading everything I could about JAXA. <laughs> I've actually visited JAXA. Um, I took a tour of it up in, up in Scuba, and that's how I knew it was so well-researched because I recognized scenery from, like, the inside of the building straight out of the anime. Like, you know, there's that, there's that, space, there's that space suit that he's always staring at in the hallway. That is literally there. Um, oh, really? Uh, yeah, and there's they referenced Space Brothers in the tour several times and how accurate it was and whatever and whatnot. It, it was, it's a pretty cool place. Um, you want to go on to number 24? Yeah. So, uh, number 24, which is the 12 kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? I have seen half of it. Okay. I promise you, like I promised you about two years ago. I don't even remember that you promised me. So you just like reopened the wound. <laughs> But that's okay. I promised you that we'd watch it. We get it watched, and then like a bunch of stuff happened. Um, but get it watched so we could have you on the show again. Well, to review it. Let's let's do. I, and I and I will rewatch the second half also because it's been a while. So 
but I, I'm reading the books now, so I've been reading. I'm almost done with all four of the books that are translated. There you go. This is the best world building anime I've ever seen. Um, it is unbelievably rich in invented culture, culture and and mythology. If you are anything even remotely close to a fantasy fan, this is like this is absolutely what is a, this is like Tolkien level stuff. It is. It's like Tolkien level. Um, you're absolutely, that's a good way to put it. And, you know, people really hated if people don't, if, if people don't like the show, it's because they bitch about Yoko being kind of whiny in the beginning, but like seeing her transformation from the say, that ends real quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how, you know, they only watched like four or five episodes of it. Um, it's, it's like 45 episodes long. So, because her transformation from the beginning to the end is just compl- is unbelievably drastic. I mean, she has one of the most rich developments of any character I've seen. Like, if, if you put them, like, next to each other from the beginning and the end of the show, they are not even remotely similar. Um, and it's just a really, a really great show. And if you'd like it, you can go read the books. And they're also really great. So the fourth one's a little long. It's, like, almost 700 pages. But if you're a reader, that's probably what you want anyway. Okay, I'm going to skip 23 because it's actually number six because it's on here um, written two different ways and I didn't catch it. So we're going to leapfrog that and uh, we're going to go to number 22 and that's Monster. Which is a crying shame that it's so low, but at least it's above the top half. Yeah, well, Uh, it's just it's a it's kind of a flawed list because um, if you basically if you hadn't seen it, you didn't put it on your list, and I'm the only one that saw it. I think I had it. I think I had it one actually. Um, well, and I, I I think I think that's the problem with most lists like this. When even when they're aggregated, is because it requires a number of people to have potentially seen the same stuff, which isn't the case. <laughs> so you say it's a crying shame. So why why do you? I'm guessing that means you've seen it. So why is it that you feel that way? Monster is probably one of the like, as as far as anime go to go, um, I'm 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 a huge Gundam fan, and a lot of people probably um, that listen to your show might not know that. Uh, but my favorite, one of my favorite anime of all time is Gundam, and Gundam is known for doing long form fifty episode um, series, and <clears throat> true. Gundam has stumbling blocks in about every one of those. Um, they have episodes that could completely disappear, like two or three of them usually. Um, the original Gundam, which was only like 47, I think, because it didn't get to complete its whole 50 run, um, had quite a few episodes that could disappear and did in the, the movie trilogy and made it better, in my opinion. Uh, they did skip out some things that would have made it just as good, but... So when you come up on something like Monster, I believe Monster is 60 episodes exactly. And um, that anime is so well written and uh, so well done. I was hanging on the edge of my seat the whole time I was watching that show. I remember um, I wasn't like a new anime fan, but uh, my my one of my co-hosts, uh, his my best friend, his room or his brother moved in with me because he didn't have a place to live. And. So I said, hey, you can stay here till you get get on your feet. And um, he told me to watch Monster. And I sat up and basically probably slept four hours a day till I finished that show. And it it was um, probably the greatest anime 
like one of the greatest anime I've ever seen. And I've watched all of Legend of the Galactic Heroes. So it, it, there's nothing I don't I don't think there's a single part of that anime you could throw out from that story and not harm the story in the process. I don't think there's a single episode you'd want to throw out. It's it's it, it's pretty t- I think it's actually longer than you said. I'm pretty sure it's like 75 episodes. But 75. Um, but like that just that just emphasizes what you just said. It's like the story is so large, I guess is a way to put it. Like it's just in a very involved story and there's not a bit of bullshit in it. Um and you know, people cringe when I say that, say stuff like that, but like you know, I'm thinking about like gamers, gamers, which I just watched, and probably 80% of that show could have been eliminated completely, and you would have missed that thing. So, like Monster, though, if you if you like remove even one episode, like the story just collapses. You know, it's almost like a it's almost like a Mozart like symphony. You can't take um, an instrument out. You can't take out a, a a bar. You know, you need every single thing in it, and it's just um, you know, it may not be the the most ex- like. Um, colorful or or fun show to watch or like lighthearted you know which i think a lot of people like but it is a it is like a master study in in just writing a damn good story and i i really miss it like i miss that kind of of a, of a story because i i feel like i haven't watched a show like monster since i watched monster to be honest and you know what else can i say so the, I do want to say something about Monster because I, I saw Captain Avatar said in the chat, I wish someone would rescue Monster. So for those of you guys who don't know, um, I'm not trying to, to to like pimp our sponsor on your show, Mitz, just so you know. Okay. But like our sponsors write stuff. And so I work a lot and talk to um, a lot of people at the head of write stuff, most notably Sean Kleckner. And I was talking to him because he was like, all right, you know, we're we're going to do this this. I talked to him about doing Kickstarter, and after that came the dub of Arya Kickstarter. Because um, he was talking about all these anime that he wasn't sure how popular they'd be. He he didn't really know if he could afford to take the chance. But I said, well, why don't you just try a Kickstarter then? And so his first one was Arya. And so I'm not saying I put that in his mind, because from the looks of that Kickstarter, it looks like they'd had it planned for a while. But one of the things I talked to him about was rescuing Monster. Um, and the, the issue is, is that Viz is actually sitting on the rights for it. He has tried numerous times to buy the rights for monster, but Viz just keeps sitting on it and won't do anything with it. I mean, to be honest with you, I doubt it would be a very big success anyway. It, it doesn't, it doesn't fit with like the current types of shows people watch at all. You know, it feels more like one of those madhouse anime that is, amazing but doesn't get watched by anybody and given the length of it and the and the expense that it would be to, to do a dub or even just to re-release it i think that it's it'd be a very big risk for a company i mean they managed to get all of aria dubbed i mean how long is that uh three seasons which aria are we talking about the rv uh, all of it literally all of aria so it's three seasons so is that like 36 episodes uh, no, it's more than that. I think it's closer to forty-eight. Okay, so it's so that it's still and, a pretty big undertaking, but uh, um, like because Arya is, yeah, it's 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 enough that uh, they released season one, season two, part one, part two. So, it, like Monster, though they they have said he he has said though that he wants to do it. 
and then if he has to do it through Kickstarter or whatever, that would be it. But Viz won't sell him the rights. I would support it. I mean, it's um, it's I mean, if Viz doesn't want to sell the rights, though, the guy who made it isn't even dead. So you know, it's gonna be it won't even be in our lifetimes. So it takes it's seventy years after the death of the original creator. So I mean, I mean, what are you gonna do? I guess um, tell Viz to get off their ass, maybe. But yeah, they I mean they released part of it, but they never really released the whole series. So on, on DVD here in the States. So sounds like we're both in alignment on Monster. Um, our numbers are all screwed up here. So I'm just gonna I'm just going to I'm going to keep doing them until we get to twenty and then I'm gonna let you do it. Um, because I screwed up on Haiku or whatever. I guess it's the cat's out of the bag. I think it's obvious anyway. So um I screwed up screwed up on Haiku, which will come later. But um, no, the next one on the list is Major. Um, Major being a a really good uh, baseball anime, very long show. It's about 170, 170 or something. It's way over 100. But um, it's like it basically follows the life of Goro Shigeno from like the time when he's a little boy, like five. I guess he's Goro Honda when it starts, all the way until like his him retiring from baseball completely, getting married, having kids. It's one of those shows that follows a character completely through their life um, and has um, an unbelievable number of just gripping sports moments in it. And if you are even any kind of sports fan or baseball fan, you're almost guaranteed to like a major. It's And it's this is a show that is vastly popular in Japan. I mean, um, you know, there's like dozens and dozens of volumes of manga that you could read at like Kokuichiban while you eat your curry. It's one of those, you know, it's like, it's like at the Hajimeno Ipo level of like famous, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure level. Um, and I'm sure lots of people have seen it. Have you seen this? Yeah, I've seen major. I, I, I liked it. I, I think I've only seen the first two seasons. I mean, it's very long. Yeah. For sure. Problem um, is, like, I, I'm a huge baseball fan, but baseball anime doesn't trap me well. But Major is it was good. I, I I don't remember why I stopped watching Major. I don't think it was because it necessarily lost me. I think it's because something else caught my my interest, and then I just didn't get back around to it. Um, it's but it, it's like, very long. Yeah. I mean, it's you have to really invest a lot to see it. I don't I don't know if you have the where where you'd have the other one on here, but. Uh, Oh, I guess you guys might already had that one go by. Which one would that one be? One outs. One outs or is not on here. One outs isn't on here. One no. outs is great. I really loved one outs. But. I I agree. I do really like one outs. Um, I the the actually I think the best baseball anime and maybe even the best sports anime I've ever seen is Cross Game, and that was number thirty one on the list. Um, Cross Game is I I already told you I think you should watch Cross Game. It's shorter and is actually better than Major and um. That's one of those shows everybody should watch. It pretty much has like a 9 out of 10 everywhere. Um, it's pretty well received. Um, the next one on the list is number 21, I guess. Um, the numbers are a little screwed up. And that's Rurouni Kenshin, which needs no explanation at all, I think. Um, I mean, yeah. one of the greatest shonen anime of all time. Or one at least one the, of the well, most well, the most well-known shonen anime. The funny thing is, uh, from my recollection, now don't quote me. To, as exact fact but to mm-hmm. my recollection um the the guy who wrote uh Roroni kenshin actually failed japanese history <laughs> well it, well damn and it's and it's actually pretty accurate to like 
that 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 era. So, um, you know, anime like things aside, like it's pretty accurate in a lot of the things that they have there, and uh, it's one of the the interesting things about the show is yeah. that um, that it, it he he failed. <laughs> Japanese history. I did not know that, but I'm sure he can read. So I'm guessing he was able to pick up like a history book or talk to a friend or something and get some <laughs> info about enough info to make an anime at least. I mean, it is a period piece, right? I'm, but I'm it's sh- it's still kind of funny. <laughs> I'd like to know which historical figure Shishio is because that is one of the most downright psychotic and amazing villains that I have come across. And I he's like. Well, he's every time you say name a villain, uh, like a Shishio flashes in my mind at least once, and because right. he's just so damn crazy and looks really unique. Um, he's like half mummy. I mean, he's so cool. I, I wish I could, um, and I can just hear Steve Bloom like cackling, uh, like Steve, every time. Steve Bloom killed killed that. Um, so I know like um, Kenshin and. Um, his name uh Sanosuke? leader of the shinsengumi um oh, saito. Uh, saito like there are actual characters that are either their their direct counterparts or are based on similar counterparts like kenshin's actually a combination of two historical figures but if you if you read up on them a lot of uh a lot of them do uh, correspond to actual historical figures, and uh, Shishio um, does correspond to one of the Hitokiri because uh, that was a real thing. There were four or five Hitokiri in that era. I'm trying to just get a clip of Shishio laughing, I and mean, that's like all I want. Like, yeah, he's just phenomenal. Um, he was okay, so yes. Shishio was based roughly on the original lead commander of the Shinsengumi, Serizawa Kamo. Serizawa uh, Kamo, okay. Yep, and uh, he was uh, he was known as the original leader of the the Shinsengumi, and uh, it's actually a pretty accomplished fighter. Well, I would hope so. Uh, I mean, and yeah, he, given he originally was... was a priest for a Shinto temple, so. <laughs> Um, he, he started a, a lot of incidents and, um, he basically got in one of the, I know one of the stories about him is he got into a fight with a sumo, um, which created a sumo conflict. <laughs> what? How do you even know this? Yeah. First of all, uh, cause I loved Roni Kenshin a lot. It is, it is. And I loved Japanese history a lot. And that, that's one thing I just remember was the image of basically Shishio having to fight like 30 sumo guys in a dojo because he was out drinking. I mean, I'm I'm guessing you didn't care for the stuff after Shishio, though. I mean, it was pretty much garbage. No. Uh, there was like what the the there's the arc with the um, European swordsman. Oh, dude, I... one episode was actually called Moonlight Sonata and like the theme was they played Moonlight Sonata throughout um, that those couple episodes, at least in the dub I had watched. And um, uh, that that I like that arc because it was it, Kenshin had to fight a European. I believe he was a fencer. I can't. So remember. I, I know I was I forced cool. myself to watch it, but I, I 
but about everything else can go to heck and yeah like go to hell every yeah every every, that i think that's like the one lone arc i actually liked out of the rest of it but after you really might as well just stop with the shishio arc and then just go watch the the last the, the last samurai x ova all right, we got to speed it up. I'm going to play the drop for number 20, and then it's going to be, I'm going to, you take off from number 20, all right? All righty. Number 20. And, and number 20 is actually number 19, so that's how you'll keep track of it. It's uh, Mushishi, the number one anime to fall asleep to. Yes. You're, you might be right about that. I, I, I think it's, you can call it either the sequel or not. Um, it's a good show. Yeah. It's a it's a solid um, series of one offs. Mm-hmm. I guess that'd be an anthology, technically, right? Um, I don't know. It's an anthology of stories. I, I guess they're all. Most of them are very good, very cerebral, thought out, well thought out, um, well well told. Like they don't leave a lot of stuff hanging. Um, which is not easy to do in twenty minutes. I'll say that. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a credit to the writer. To be able to tell a story that quickly, that feels like it's very complete. And I really like Mushishi, to be honest. There's not a, there's not a lot of bad things to say about it. Most people love it. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I don't know if I can really say much. <laughs> like it's just a it's a good show. Let's move on. Number nineteen. Number 19, Shiro Bakul, uh, which was an anime that came out about, I don't know, four or five years ago that is about a, a group of girls that work together to make anime. And it's a very funny show. It's it's a lot more... I, I, I elevated above other shows like Gamers, and there's been a whole bunch of these since Shiro Bakul came out. But Shiro Bakul is just... It's funny. It's well made. It has a very um, unbelievably satisfying ending, uh, like remarkably a satisfying ending. And I don't feel like I get that kind of ending from an anime often. I'm normally w- wishing they had like an epilogue or wondering why they rushed it. But like Shudobako just took its time and just nailed the ending. Like I think I I think I had I I liked it at about like a three and a half when it was about to end, and then by the ending I was like, this is a four and a half because that ending was amazing. No, yeah, for sure. I, 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 I saw that anime after you guys did a review on it, uh, and I, I couldn't believe really how well it turned out as as an anime because, like, I remember when I re- originally read the uh, synopsis, I was like, "This sounds like it's gonna be boring." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um. Uh, it's just really funny, like how they they put the the director in like a cage and make him finish the storyboards, and it's just like I don't know, it's super super clever, and the girls are really cute, but they're not like moe cute, you know? They're they're like they don't feel like children, but they they're still very cute characters. Like they're just young, they're just young women. Um, I really loved it. Shudobako was a really good show, but uh, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. Moving on, number eighteen. Hanasaku Iroha. I'm sure this is on here very high because Kimiko loves this show. Um, I actually have a, the document that sh- says what the rankings were from each person. Kimiko had Shirobako at number... Hmm. Where is it on here? Shirobako. I know, I just really liked Hanasaku Iroha. Like, it was a solid... I guess it's technically a slice of life, right? 
definitely yeah. slice of life. Yeah. It's she had it number twenty four. It's about a show. It's about a girl who goes to live with her grandmother and works at a hot spring resort. And I mean, you get to see like a lot of cool behind the scenes things that I mean, granted, I've never been like in the kitchen of a hot spring resort, but I know it feels real and I like to think it is. Right. And uh there aren't very many other shows like this one where they give you like that behind the scenes look of working at at a at a Yokon and it is definitely a slice of life. It is, but it's like, it feels like slice of life with purpose. Like there's a lot of slice of life that just kind of meander and don't do a lot. But like, uh, this show feels like it had a purpose, you know, it's kind of like finding your way and, and growing up a little bit and, and finding responsibility and working hard and, and becoming like a, a more complete person or whatever you want to say. And, um, I don't know. I love it. Anything else to add? No, not not really. I mean, it, like I said, it it probably one of the shows that actually got me into sli- like legitimately trying to find good slice of life to watch. Like, okay, well then let's move on. Number seventeen, Death Parade. Uh, I'm guessing you've I, seen this. How do you I, feel? How I do you could feel about wax it? poetic on this thing for hours, really. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Uh, Death Parade is a, a fantastic show that basically has this kind of uh, a series of episodic um, stories that have like, I guess, technically an overarching storyline with this girl that you meet, uh, I believe, in the first episode uh, or, or second episode. You see, you meet her pretty early on. And uh, it was created off the short called Death Billiards, which is also fantastic, that basically... Uh, it, when people were in very traumatic accidents or, or died in a traumatic way, um, they would often lose their memories. And so they'd be sent to this to this place. And, and the one we follow the most is I believe it's called Quince Diem, right? Mm, I can't remember. Cafe Diem or something like that. I, um, and it, it basically uh, followed around this whole idea that as you played the game they would see the memories and things would change and they would uh, uh, slowly start to remember things and the games are actually kind of gruesome the way that they were kind of set up some of them are inevitably cause pain or something to the other um, opponent and by basically by putting this them through this trauma they would see their memories and decide whether they deserve to go to heaven or hell Right. Uh, uh, and uh, it, it had some pretty dark moments and very interesting moments, a very character driven story. Um, and so basically these bar owners or inn owners or whatever they decide to set themselves up as were arbiters and they would decide your fate based on, you know, what they saw. And uh, it, it is a very, very deep show. And uh just because of the way that they they go through those character interactions in such a short time, uh, but I, I really loved that show. All right, let's jump ahead now. Let's do uh, one more. Number sixteen. All right, number sixteen is Erased. Um, I know Kimiko and Kazo both love this show quite a lot. Uh, Kimiko had it number ten. Kazo had it number. Uh, Maybe you didn't even rank it. I mean, I'm lying. 
No, Kazu had it number 38. So Kimiko loved it. It was in her top 10. Um, uh, Erase is like... And perhaps wins the award for the worst title ever of an, in an anime. The English title not being even remotely close to the Japanese title. Which right. is a long-running joke. But um, I know you saw this. How, how do you feel about it? I I absolutely love that show. I actually rated a 5 out of 5. Um, and it... it I... It, spoke to me in so many ways and i think one of the things i tell people to remember the most about the show is that the show is all about actually the journey and not at all about the ending the destination didn't really matter you knew that the destination would be reached and there would be a final conflict but what was important was the characterizations and the story that was in between the start and the end um and it was just a a fantastic show I, I enjoyed it. Um, I th- I don't think I loved it quite as much as everybody else did. Um, I thought there were some like some inconsistencies in the plot or whatever, but I, I honestly couldn't even remember what those are at this point. It's been too long. But um, <clears throat> definitely a show that like a lot of people have seen. A lot of people love it. I think it's getting a live action of some kind. Um, it probably deserves it. It um, but le- I hope that they. <laughs> let's put the title back to what it, it was it has the live action it's dubbed on netflix right now is, and it's, i've heard that the ending's better than the anime ending is it still called erased yes yeah whatever <laughs> what can you do <laughs> all right let's move on number 15 ajin is number 15 and people everyone everywhere will roll their eyes because i like half of the world looked at it for three minutes and went nope cg um i liked it I mean, I loved it. I mean, I recommend this show to some fans of sci-fi. I think that despite what people believe, I think it looks better than most anime s- series, even though, even though it is CG. It definitely moves much better. Um, it's a show about like, uh, how, do you even, how do you even explain it? It's about a kid who gets run over by a truck and comes back to life and he realizes that he is an Ajin, which is a person that can like create a physical manifestation of their, of their, of their like subconscious, I guess. And inevitably, people, they're immortal, so the government will capture them and torture them into experiments. And it's, it ends up being like a, almost like a human rights theme where you have Ajin that are demanding human rights and they are going to create terrorist acts until they get them. But ultimately, you realize that like maybe they don't even care about human rights. They just want to create, create chaos. And then you've got, but you've got Ajin that do, that believe in that. And they have Ajin that believe in peace. And so you have Ajin fighting Ajin. And it's just a really interesting two series two season show at this point and they kind of left it open for a third season but i i sort of hope that they don't because i think it's kind of well enough is left alone and maybe they should you know make a different show or go back to knights of sidonia or something um i i don't know i i I think there i think a third act season would, would might do it some good um but it is most definitely uh a very uh a show about human rights it's definitely what it's about. Yeah, I mean, it's... And, you know, what What can I say? I think we gave it, like, a four and a half. I love it. Um, it's one of the better anime on Netflix that, like... Netflix basically commissioned this, um, which might be why it looks so good. I'm sure they threw more money at it than usual. And the studio... That very first episode was a little rough, but... I think the studio behind it, which is, like, Polygon Pictures, they... Seeing them go from like Sidonia season one to Knights of Sidonia season two to Ajin to Ajin season two, like I feel like they've gotten better. Like they're learning yeah. how to do it better. And I'm kind of excited to see how much better it can get. 
Um, and you might get to the point where people realize that like, hey, this studio is badass and they're setting the bar for like CG. And some people might even come to like prefer CG in a way if it gets even better than it is now. But we'll have to see, you know, um, it takes a lot to like change the way that people have viewed anime for decades. So it's it's an uphill battle. But Ajin's really good. It's a great sci fi show. Number 14. This is a show I sort of don't think belongs on here. <laughs> but like <laughs> but but the results are the results and that is um sweetness and lightning which is it's a I, I don't want to call it a sweet show but it is it's about it uh, is. I mean it's like a father and daughter who um bond with another with another girl while cooking like he doesn't have a lot of money and they spend a lot of time in like this small restaurant cooking together and it's just like a really cute anime so like I liked it. Um, it doesn't have to me. It didn't have a lot of substance, but um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I, I saw it and, and like it, it. It touched my my warm or well, your your happy yeah, spot? it warmed my heart. Your it warmed spot? my heart because it. I, I'm a single father, so it kind of just got okay. Me. So you can like there's to an it. anime coming up in the winter that I'm excited to watch, which is what. Uh, I think it's Aonoi. Uh, oh God, I forgot. It's Aonoi something or another, but it's it's basically about this uh, high school girl who falls in love with a forty-five-year-old divorced guy with a kid. Well, so we're gonna. That's interesting. That might get some. We'll that, might, the... that might raise a few eyebrows. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a questionable plot yeah. line. <laughs> But it's true love. It's innocent. But it's true love. Right, love knows no age, right? Let's move on. <laughs> Number 13. Bacano. Um, this is a show that by now a lot of people probably haven't even seen it um, because it's... This this show came out when I was a senior in college, which was like 2007 or eight. So this is like a 10-year-old show at this point. Horrifically violent. Um, there are some scenes in this show that will give you pause. Um, they will make you stop and go, holy shit. Because it's it's gratuitous at times. Um, the lad Russo, the one of the bad guys, is totally insane, and um, his whole thing is just being totally crazy and violent. And it's God, what it's like a show about like a group of people that are immortal. They what is it like? They they they're on like a ship together, and they somehow be finding mortality. I can't remember how. It's though. a it's a train. It's called the flying. Pussyfoot. No, I mean before before they give you the backstory and oh. you find out how they all became immortal and like you find out that like this boat sink, this this giant vessel sinks and like only like fourteen people live and it's because they're immortal. Yeah. I, I can't remember how that all played out. It has been a long time since yeah. I've seen that show. It is good. I mean, it's very good. It's short and I appreciate the 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 length of it is tight and the flying pussyfoot might be the greatest name for anything ever. Yeah, and and it actually ties in with um, the Rara. Yes. Same universe. Which, at this point, is probably more popular than Bacano. But um, let's not forget about it because it, you know, Dudada might not be the same show without Bacano. You never know. It's a good anime. Um, it's, but it's one that I forget about because it's been a while. But, um, and I don't even think we were doing this podcast when that show came out. It was, it probably came just before. So, 
but it, it's a good anime, so people should watch Bakuno if you haven't seen it. It's not a very big time investment at all. I'm going to shuffle us along here. Number 12. Noragami, the, the original one. This is a good... I like that show. This is a good show. It's very, like, stylish, supernatural. What do you like about it? Um, I just... The, the style, I think, is the, the number one thing I like. Like, they, they have a lot of goofy jokes, but they seem to land 98% of the time for me. And um, just the sheer grand delusion that, that uh, Yato has on... On what life will be like if only he can start his own temple. And uh, uh, when when I watched the show, um, that that comedy caught me really good. And as as I went in further into the show, finding out about Yato's dark past and, and the truth behind him um, was a very interesting contrast. And I think they pulled it off very well. Interestingly, I actually think the second season of the show is a, a quite a lot better than the first season. Um, I'd agree. But I can't really say whether or not this made the list because, like, I, I know Kimiko had it very high. She had it number 12. I, but I don't know if she put it very high because she's taking one into season one and two as a whole or if, it, or if it really is just the first season. But I recall being completely blown away by the first, like, four or five episodes of season two, um, which was the... What's the girl, the the war, the war goddess, whatever the hell her name is? Bishamon. Bishamon. Her story is awesome. It is really good. Yes. And I was just completely blown off my feet by it. It was not expected at all and um, like a top tier experience. So, yeah, Noragami is definitely a great supernatural anime. So people should watch that. I mean, you should watch all of these shows. I mean, I could say that about anything. All right, let's keep going. Number 11. All right. Perhaps the biggest badass of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His name's Guts. I've got fan art of him on the wall. Yeah? Yeah. I love I love Berserk. It is mm-hmm. my favorite manga of all time. And was one of my favorite anime of all time until the new season. So, yeah, I mean, Kazo and I had this, both of both of us had this really high. And I don't think either of us are counting the second or whatever season or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it was terrible. 2016 and 2017. I mean, screw that stuff. Forget it. Forget it exists. Put it in like a box and burn it. Um, it's, but the original Berserk from like the 90s, like so many things from the 90s is amazing. Um, I've said it before. This is one of those shows where I will like, I'll watch part of an episode to, to try to find like a song or a reference or something. And I'll end up watching like three episodes. It doesn't matter where in the show I'm like looking for something. I inevitably can't quit watching it. It's just that good. Um, the ending kind of sucks, but that's because it's not really the ending. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, if, if you well, don't... I mean, that's it's the original series is what's called the golden age arc, which is actually, the prequel to the story like it wasn't written as like the prequel but like the actual story is much more akin to like the eclipse <laughs> in that arc yeah so like the last what is that two episodes when when the shit hits the fan yeah yeah it's and, probably like and, the last two episodes maybe 
like the the manga has a, a very good chapter that was not adapted into the 2016 version, which kind of um, it has me a little upset. But it, th- this will be a little shot for you to, to understand how dark this show gets, because uh, it is definitely dark fantasy. It, I mean, it, for sure. It's called the children of, or the lost children arc. And basically, Guts is trying to rescue these children who've been abducted by these elves. And in, in, in Berserk, elves kind of look like fairies, except right. these don't look like Puck, the elf that follows him. They look a lot more insect-like. And they keep the children keep getting abducted by these things. So basically what he does is he has to try to kill all these little flying guys. And so what he does is he ends up trapping them into a barn. I think it's a barn. And he burns the barn down. And uh, it's it's a really kind of like a cool set of art, but then Miura does this double page, this two page spread, where they're looking at the ashes and all the villagers and everybody are looking at, at the smoldering remains of this building, and it's nothing but corpses of children, and it turns out that the children were those oh, creatures. That's pretty dark, <laughs> and it, it really messes guts up real bad. So, um, that, that show, and so I can tell you that kind of spoiler free, because if you read the manga, it's, it's a short chap, it's a short arc and also it, it's not in the anime. So, but they, they kind of did, um, berserk a real disservice with the new ones because I think the older anime does such a great job of kind of capturing Miura's art style, which is very intricate and detailed. Yeah, well, the new the new seasons look terrible. I mean, it, let's just forget they exist. Yeah. Shall we move on? Yeah. Number 10. Number 10 is Yuri on Ice, and I have not seen this. I love this anime. I don't know if I would put it in the top 10 of a 50 anime list because, like, as we've been going, I've been kind of, like, thinking in my head, all right, what would be my top five even? And, like, Yuri on Ice, as much as I love it, like, I, I text Kimiko sometimes, and I'll just, we'll just trade off lines and texts of, like, the opening theme, History Maker. That's or, really cute. Um, <laughs> just, just, like, I, I really, really love that song, that that anime, and, and all the music involved in it. And it, it is a very, very, it's very interesting in how well done it is. Like, they, to get all the right Foley effects, they actually went to each individual stadium and filled it with the number of people that they needed. Is that like what you sound like when you're talking to Kimiko? Yeah, something like that. That's amazing that you can do that with your voice. Like, wow. That's a, <laughs> right? I expect that, a Kimiko. Especially as, uh, as full-bodied as my voice can be. Yeah, I know a lot of people love this show, so it, I'm sure that it'll make a lot of people happy that it's in the top ten. And that's I know that's not why it's here, because um, I don't think any of us consider, like, none of us would make a list just to make people happy. But um, it seems to deserve it uh, because of the amount of accolades. I mean, there's no other way to put it. So it it is a very well done show. It just I I don't think it's like top. 50 and or well maybe maybe it could be in the top 50 but not top 10 of no i mean time kind of thing i mean in all honesty like none of my top 10 anime are in the top 10 on this list so i I, i'm looking and well i'm looking and there's a couple on here i could see being in the top 10 but 
Well, Kimiko and Kazuo would argue heavily if they were here because mostly they were like very in alignment on a lot of things. So they would, I, they would I, argue I helped a lot. Kazu, so me and BCOM kind of helped Kazuo assemble his list. Um, just kind of thinking of good shows that we knew he would, he had seen. And uh, he, he, he felt bad because there were a lot of shows that he could list that he thought deserved to be in the top 10 top 50 but he couldn't really say that because he hadn't seen them i gotta move us on because this is going to be the longest podcast we've ever done if, if i don't so i gotta okay. be i gotta be the dictator all right next up i right. get number nine number nine one punch man uh not shocking <laughs> um i don't think this belongs in the top 10 either but it's definitely a fun show i'm definitely the best one punch man cosplayer of all time and um <laughs> it's a very fun anime it is. It is a perfect parody of that that genre. So I, I can be seen somewhere on the internet probably doing one-hand one push-ups while holding a microphone in my free arm, singing the Pokemon theme song in front of about 150 people on the stage. That that may never happen again ever in history. So that's a moment that I will that they will mention in my eulogy, like, you know, seven years from now when I die. So <laughs> Let's move on from One Punch. I don't think I don't think One Punch Man needs needs any explanation. I mean, let's be realistic. Number well, eight. I mean, it's all in the name. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Hajime and Repo is number eight. Uh, Kazuo and I both love this show. Kazuo's name on the podcast comes from this anime. It is one of the finest sports anime and one of the most famous manga of all time. It has like a hundred hundred plus volumes and and, and going still. Um, it's it was one of my primary motivations to start working out. Um, I, I I don't know. I just there's some moments in this show that are just like blow you off your feet. Oh yeah. Um, I I uh, I made out with uh, a girl for the first time right after watching Hajime Repo. That's that's memorable. Um, <laughs> it probably should have occurred to me that she was watching Hajime Repo with me for a reason, and but I was very ignorant ignorant back then, so I didn't quite get it. Much like much like most anime characters, and. Um, but it's a really good show. Hajime uh, is a boxing anime that draws its inspiration from Ashino Joe and is quite long and has had a couple extra seasons tacked onto it since the original one. I don't find that they're quite as good as the original, but they still have like really good moments. Uh, and Ipo is just a super, like, I don't know, a famous, unbelievably famous and lovable character. Um, Beast mode. Beast mode, yeah, the gazelle punch and the liver blow. He's always breaking people's ribs and whatnot. All right, moving on. Number seven. I'm going to let you take this one because I haven't seen any of this. So uh, number seven is My Hero Academia, which I think is probably, I'm going to say, one of the top, two, three shonen that have been made in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and I'll fight people on that, like, legitimately. <laughs> and the the reason I say that is, is My Hero Academia basically is just like a, a, a really good show on characterizing a bunch of people in a superhero world. And it kind of exacerbates, like, the more like the funnier parts of what, what we all consider is 
the thing about superheroes. Like they have to have the costume and they have to have their name that's recognizable. Like these are all things they point out and talk about in the show. So I, I, I think it's very well done. I don't think it deserves to be this high, but I do think it is it is definitely one of the, the best shonen that I've I've ever seen. Um and uh like Hunter X Hunter and and, and things I, I think I like Hunter x Hunter a little bit more, but this show is is still great. Great, compelling villains and everything. So. I mean, I'll be honest, like, in my very opinionated way, I don't really think any shonen show should be in the top ten. No. I mean, because they're mostly just, like, fighting uh, and, you know. But, like, they're, I, but shonen is one of my favorite genres, that being said. But that's just, like, the, that's, like, the fan in me versus the critic in me. Um, right. But I mean, honestly, though, if this was a, if this was my real top 10 list, it would almost be exclusively movies. Honestly, you might not. You might. Well, yeah. And you might not like the the top five that I came up with. Um, well, we'll find out completely. We'll find out. Let's, we'll find out. let's keep moving on. Number six. Now, this one, I would argue, is definitely not a top 10, but um, I do love it. And I know that Kimiko, this might be her favorite show of all time. It's one of. Let's see. Kimiko had it number. Hmm. Well, Kazuo had it number four, so that's that's something. And Kimiko had it number eleven, so they're both loving this. It's Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. It's a good show. It's very good. It's one of the better music animes, I think. Uh, I I watched this when I was in like high school and uh, absolutely loved it. And pretty much everything about it, I loved. Uh, I still love it, but. This show gets forgotten. It did have a really well-received dub, which I think is where most of the popularity comes from. <clears throat> have you seen Beck? Yes, I have, and I, I, I liked it. It's it's a solid show. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't I don't know if I really have much to say about it. You should be watching it. Yeah, animation. I mean, you should be watching. Yeah, kind of thing. You should be watching. Yeah, I I that's like a terrible tagline. Um. <laughs> It really is just terrible, but um, it is. Funimation did a nice job. It was very well received, and this was like during the height of Funimation, um, their popularity when they were you know just getting started and everything was was you know roses and candy. But um, Beck is good if you like if you like music shows if you like rock music like you'll love this anime like there's no doubt about it in my mind. Uh, I, the top two, I think my top two music shows would be this and Kids on the Slope. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe outside of Macross. I Macross critically speaking, these those two, but like I really do like Macross. I am a huge fan, but I like Macross as well. All right. So moving on here is Haikyuu. Number five. So someone put Haikyuu with exclamation marks and someone did not, and I didn't notice that. Um, it's not <laughs> shocking. Uh Haikyuu is like a show that Kimiko and Kazuo will will uh, gush over for like two hours if you let them. Volleyball anime, um, very well made, very popular. Yeah, I mean, there aren't very many volleyball anime. It kind of corners the market on that. The characters are lovable. It is a Fujoshi show, like most of like most uh, um, sports anime. But like, to be honest, without that, it wouldn't be as popular as it is because that's a driving force behind it. And the dojinshi market um, is ravenous. Haikyuu is... Hopping. Yeah, it's hopping. It's a hopping batch of boy on boy love love action. Um, but I, I've only seen the first season of this, so I mean, how do you feel? It doesn't seem like the first season gets the gets as much love as the later seasons. So how how is it? How do you feel about Haikyuu? I found it incredibly boring, and I stopped watching pretty early on. Got it. Let's move on. 
<laughs> Number five. I have not seen a drop of this anime. I'm uh, hoping you have. <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Of course I've seen that one. Okay. For sure. I, I love the Full Metal Alchemist series. And um, honestly, I think not just out of like a, oh, it was adapted from the manga, so it's better. But it, it, it I feel like the overall narrative flows a lot better throughout that show. Um, there, there are some people that kind of give it some flack for for skipping out on like certain memorable arcs from the original series, um, like cutting them down further. But I, I think it was kind of one of those decisions when they were like, this anime came out three years ago. People already know this story. Um, and we've got a, we've got a longer, bigger narrative to get to. Um, so it, it, it has very, very touching moments in it. I think the, the action is awesome. And as far as brotherhood, the animation, I think still to this day holds up very well. I know it's not that old, but it, it like top notch animation for, for a series. Um, I really, really, really enjoy Brotherhood. It seems like every like time a lot, and it has an actual ending. Every time I see a top like hundred list, this is always in like the top three, pretty much. Um, like literally every single time. Um, uh, that we don't seem to be much of an ex- much of an exception. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't seen. I've only seen bits and pieces of each season, so I can't really. Like I don't feel like I have a very valid opinion on it, but I, I got to respect its consistency being like a favorite amongst just about all fans. Yeah. All right. That was number four. I don't know what drop I played, but we're moving on. Number three is next. Number three. This one is one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, it was one of the few that I had at number four. God bless Cosmo had it number two. Otherwise it would not even have been on here. Um, great teacher. Onizuka is one of the most famous characters in Japan, period. And no matter how old a person is in Japan, I would be like, oh, I love Eikichi Onizuka. And like literally, I'd have like 70-year-old teachers in my elementary schools that would be like, oh, yeah, Onizuka. Like every single person knows who who Eikichi Onizuka is. It's that famous. Um, I don't think people realize that. I don't think it's, it's... It's a popular show. People have seen it, but it doesn't have like the overwhelming amount of number of people that have seen it like something like Full Metal Alchemist would have. Well, and and when you compare it to, especially to other things in its genre, like Hell Teacher New Bay and things, like GTO still stands out. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, it's... And I, Go ahead. I was just going to say Steve Blum's uh, dub of that of that character is 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 amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I took a framed cell. I have, a, I have an anime cell of of um, Onizuka, his face fills the whole thing, and that's why I wanted it, and it was not very expensive because, like, I don't know, GTO is not, like, one of those shows that people go apeshit for. So I got, I have a cell that, like, fills the entire, like, 100% of the cell is filled with his face, and he's screaming at somebody. And yeah. I took it, I fried, I had it framed, and I took it to, Od- to Otakon one year because I wanted Steve Bloom to sign it. And he did sign it, but he had no clue what show it was and he had no clue what he would be saying. So he just wrote like, ah, with like 16 A's and a bunch of exclamation <laughs> points. But I bless him for signing it. I love Steve Bloom. He's so nice. Um, I've had the opportunity to meet him like two or three times now. And he's just always, always like a pleasure to, to interact with. But like he had no idea what well, he had no he's well, done, I mean, he's done so many characters. He doesn't know who, who it is. That's what I was going to say. I mean, we're talking about probably the 
or one of the top pro, most prolific act voice actors in 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 I guess Hollywood US. Hollywood like, now yeah I mean like he does like TV commercials and video games he's Wolverine and Wolverine and the X-Men the um Onizuka is about an ex-biker gang member who decides he wants to go teach high school because he wants to have sex with, with high school girls. <laughs> That's what it's yeah. about. Um, and he, he's a virgin, and he's like 20, he's 21 or 22 in the show, and he ends up getting placed in a middle school instead, which totally destroys his plans of hooking up with high school girls. And what you find is that the high school, the middle school students are like they're like little devils and their whole soul for soul for they all have like baggage and their whole sole reason for existing is to destroy all the teachers they have because of things that teachers had done in the past and watching well, there's one specific event, right? One specific event that you find out really late into the show and watching Onizuka go commit like unbelievable acts of heroism and kindness to towards these individual students to win them over one at a time is just remarkable. I mean, and Onizuka being one of the most lovable characters, I mean, he's my favorite character by like five miles. Right. It's not even remotely close. To, there's nothing else close to it for me. His, the the mixture of like goofiness, unbelievable heroism, and like downright smarts and seriousness, like all combined into one. He's like a super. He's like a super character. Um, oh my god, that first that first episode alone, that that episode still sends chills down my spine whenever I watch it. It is amazing. GTO is amazing. And if you haven't seen it, you, you, sh you need to, if nothing else, but, but to see Onizuka, but to see Steve Bloom talking to himself in the first episode, because he is both, <laughs> he is both the cop that pulls him over in like the first five minutes and also Onizuka. So he's talking to himself and that's pretty funny, but let's and also the Cresta jokes <laughs> and the Cresta jokes. I mean, that show is just unbelievable. It, the, it's so hilarious. Um, it's By Cresta. An, an unbelievably quotable. I mean, unbelievable. It's it's crazy. All right, moving on. Number two. We all love this show. It's the only show I think we've all given a five out of five to. Um, it's Your Lie in April. We all gave it a five. Um, that's like Cosmo, Chiaki, and I all gave it a five. And then Kimiko watched it and cried for like five hours. So I'm guessing she would give it a five also. Your Lion April is, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know that it's number two. I don't even know that it's top 20, in my opinion. But, like, honestly, even, like, the ending was so amazing that it, it that I actually learned half of that Chopin ballad he plays at the end of it. I learned half of that ballad in real life before realizing that I'd have to devote my whole freaking life to keeping that repertoire up because that piece is so hard. Um, but, I mean, Jesus, the ending is just, I mean... It's yeah. like it's like eye watering just thinking about it. It's it's that it's transcendent. Good. It is. It's. I'm sure you guys covered it. How to how how was it received on your podcast? We actually didn't cover it because we started at like shortly after that show came out. Oh, um, but you've seen it since then, I'm guessing. But I, but I, I yeah, I watched it um, actually after you guys uh, were started talking about it in the review. I, I watched it and I I really liked it. It's amazing. Um, if you haven't watched Your Lie in April, go watch it. It is really sad. It's a serious show. It's not going to make you feel good, but it is. It's sometimes the sad shows are the are the best shows. All right, moving on. Um, there is one show 
obviously absent from this list, and we're going to find out what it is right now. Number one. Go ahead, Brains. I'll let you do it. It's Cowboy Bebop. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You do it better. That was my mouth. I did that like that was legit me. Dang, man. Human symphony over there. That's why I make the big bucks. So that that was the opening to that anime, which is called Tank. And probably I'd have to say the most iconic opening of anime fandom. Probably. Um, it's it's very, very distinct. It's it's probably the most iconic soundtrack of anime fandom, and it's so good that you wonder why is this like why is this in an anime? Because it's it's almost a crime that it is because so few people have heard the music. If if this was from like I don't know CSI or some shit that everyone watched or like Game of Thrones or something, it would be. I feel like it's the music is so good that I almost don't want it to be from an anime. Like I want it to be. I want more people to experience it. It's it's crazy. I don't know. Like the music alone makes this one of the better one of the best animes of all time. Yoko Kono the, the is a anime genius. is just stylish. Like the, the thing is, is like the music that music in its frenetic pace perfectly fits the the anime too. You know, and uh, it, it's it, it's a very 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 well done, and it's in the fact that it was created for a visual medium. Yoko Kano is just a flat-out genius. I mean, she is to anime as, like, Nobu Uematsu is to video game music. Um, John like, Williams is to movies. Exactly, right. It, it, it's it's not a shock that, like, she did the music for Cowboy Bebop. The uh, the other soundtrack that I would literally say is probably one of... Uh, it's, like, right behind Bebop is Escaflone. Um, and then you mentioned that your favorite music anime was Kids on the Slope, which, <laughs> I mean, she did the music for that also. Yeah. And it's like it's it's just like everything Yoko Kano touches turns into complete gold and platinum, and except for Terror and Resonance, she kind of phoned it in there. <laughs> oh yeah, well I mean that was like the music still wasn't bad. The just I think that show in general wasn't very. You know I recall well this. Planned. I recall this conversation, and I recall us deciding that it was because that show was was um, like or it was um what the hell do you call it when it's not like songs it's. Ugh. Like they really, they literally write the music to fit the entire show and not just like individual songs that they stick in. It's right. uh, it's insert songs, it's whatever the hell the name of the different type of music is. So it's not, it's not written in the same way. You're right. I didn't like Taryn Resonance very much, but she is, she is a golden music musical goddess, and all the characters in Bebop are like. I mean, I'm if I didn't watch anime a single day for the rest of my life, when I'm 85, I will still be able to lame every character from Bebop, every single one of them. Without a doubt. I mean, even, I mean, there's, I mean, you know, I can barely remember my own name right now. And I will, I, I'm still going to remember Jet, Spike, Ed, Faye, and Vicious, and Julia, and et cetera. You know, it's, it is what it is. So. And, uh, um, Cam Jones in the chat brought up, uh, the fact that, uh, what is that called? A uh, brain powered is not a not a well done Yoko Kano show either. Uh, and uh, but I, I I owe more of that to you know the fact that um, Tomino was in kind of a bad place when he wrote that thing. 
I, I sometimes put Escaflone above Bebop, but if I do, it's only because she has Maya Sakamoto singing like all that music, and that woman is a goddess. Um, there's no way to else. There's no other way to put it. So, I mean, you're talking about one of the most famous pop song, pop stars ever to come out of Japan, combined with Yoko Kano, and it's just too much to. Sometimes it's right. too much to overcome, but. That's the top 10 list. I'm going to run them down again real quick. And then, Brains, I want to hear your top five. But let's be quick because this is going to yeah. be the longest episode we've ever done. Yuri on Ice, One Punch Man, Hajime Repo, My Hero Academia, Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad, Haikyuu, Fumetal Alchemist Brotherhood, GTO, Your Lion April, Cowboy Bebop. Um, you should watch all those. They're all great for sure. And now I know you've, you've had a whole hour to think about it. So so i i don't i wouldn't call this my perfect top five but it's it's good and it's not necessarily in any particular order it's a draft it's a draft it's a it's kind of a draft of it um and this is kind of why i could rack my brain to remember but legend of the galactic heroes obviously gets a place on this because the world building in that is ridiculous <laughs> like they they have nameplates in the show because it's hard to remember everything <laughs> um now and then, here and there, um, I love was a, a a fantastic show that I, I really loved for the sci-fi genre, and um, unfortunately, I think three of three of my five will be sci-fi in some way. So I love you for saying I love you for saying now and then here and there. <laughs> then, uh, uh, space battleship Yamado is a uh, is a very very well done show that I don't think. Um, got gets a lot of credit these days, but it 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 is I think a, a a fantastic show to watch. the The new um series that they had out recently what was that twenty one ninety nine, yeah, something like that is great. And then of course Monster would be up there. I love you. And then uh, this one I Bye. this might be a little. Bye. That was my excitement. The, this one might be a little polarizing to you, but I think it is probably the best example of what it is ever, which is the anime Shadow Skill. Oh, well, I think that has like the best fight scene I've ever seen in it. If, it, it, if you're talking about the OVA, at least, which I'm guessing you're not, but yep. I, I haven't seen the well, TV series. So the series, the series keeps a lot of the stuff from the OVA. So, um, but yeah, I guess I didn't remember that. There were was the OVA, and then there was the series, which carried on from the OVA, or uh, took the OVA and adapted it, and then carried on. But some of the fight scenes in that show are, are insane. Yeah. All right. Well, that is um, that's the top fifty list. I hope not everybody hates it. Uh, we're gonna take us. I'm taking us to the news break because we are running so long. Um, thanks for sticking with us. Here is a um, an interesting in-show trivia question. The anime Redline, done by Madhouse Studios, was a massive undertaking for that studio. Uh, it reportedly took how many years to complete the film? See if anybody knows the answer to this. And when we come back, we're going to have that answer and a review of Kakegurui. So stay tuned and we'll be back after the news break. Hey all you anime addicts, it's Mitsugi and it's time for your second anime news break. Getting us started off, Thunderbolt Fantasy news here. It is getting a Takarazuka review stage play. For those of you that don't know what Takarazuka is, it is an all-female troupe of actress- actresses who play oftentimes male roles 
Their theater is located in Takarazuka, which is near, near the Osaka region of Japan. And they will be getting a stage play with the main troupe of Takarazuka in August 2018 in Japan and also in Taiwan. The performance is going to star Yuzuru Kurenai and Aeri Kisaki, and the directing will be done by Naoko Koyanagi. So the stage play is going to be running from August 31st to September 6th at the Umeda Arts Theater Hall in Osaka, and then from September 13th to the 24th at the Nippon Youth Center Hall in Tokyo. Later on, it will be in Taiwan in October. These, the, the ticket prices for this event are probably not going to be cheap because it's Takarazuka. So if you plan on seeing this event, it's probably going to be worth seeing. But just prepare to spend a little bit of money extra than what you might be planning for the event. And next up, there was a, a magazine cover. The finan- Japan's major financial magazine, Weekly Toyo Keizai, had a, an artist, the 70-year-old Gundam, mobile suit Gundam character designer Yoshikazu Yoshihiko drew the cover and it depicts U.S. President Donald Trump celebrating the new year with a variety of other politicians from around the world, including Russian President Vladimir Putin, Chinese President uh, uh, Xi Jinping, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, Abe and also Kim Jong-un seated atop a nuclear missile. This is a pretty humorous-looking uh, piece of political comic art, and the cover shows a message of, of, dip, of diplomatic complicity in the rising tensions between North Korea and the rest of the world. Japan itself is definitely feeling its own anxieties about being a close neighbor of North Korea. So, if you want to check out this really interesting-looking cover, you can probably find it online fairly e- easily from the magazine Toyo Keizai. Next up, the anime, or the manga rather, Comic Girls is getting a TV anime that will premiere in April. The official website for the anime of Kaori Hanzawa's Comic Girls 4-panel manga said that this is going to be happening, and it's going to be on TV MX and other stations. The story centers around 15-year-old high school student and manga creator Kaoruko Moita, who uses the pen name Chaos. After ranking at the bottom of the reader survey, Kaoruko's editor recommends that she enter an all-female dormitory for manga creators. And Kaoruko's roommates are shoujo manga creator Koyume Koizuka, teen romance manga creator Ruki Idokawa, and shonen manga creator Tsubasa Katsuki. And the girls support each other as they work to become better creators of manga. So that looks like a pretty cute-looking story, and that's going to be coming out early next year. Rounding us out, Netflix lists Violet Evergarden's anime to be starting on January 11th on the Netflix streaming service, but lists it on other dates from other countries. So Netflix is currently listing this Annie Violet Evergarden anime as coming out on January 11th in Canada, the United Kingdom, and the Philippines. However, they have not listed for Japan or the United States. The show will premiere in Japan on January 10th, and Netflix is going to be streaming worldwide. However, Netflix will stream the series inside of Japan starting in January, and when the anime airs on when the anime airs on Japanese television, it is going to be streaming outside of Japan starting in the spring of 2018. So, for those of you that have been waiting for Violet Evergarden, you will probably have to watch it on Netflix, I imagine. But I assume it will be very beautiful because it is a KyoAni anime. So, this was Mitsuki, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast.
You've probably heard us talking about JList.com by now. We've used the site for trivia prizes for years, and it's one of the leaders on the internet for all the best stuff from Japan. JList.com has everything from books to magazines to games to toys, snacks, and a bunch of other anime stuff. They're always changing their inventory depending on what's hot right now in the anime community. That means you don't want to miss out on what they have right now, and you'll want to know what's coming up next. If you like RSS feeds as much as we do, then you can make it really easy to keep up with JList.com. Use the feed www.jlist.com forward slash RSS in your favorite feed tracker like Feedly to keep an eye on all their great products from Japan. If you're not of legal age in your home country, or if you're not interested in the more adult products JList has to offer, don't worry. Just change JList to JBox, their non adult mirror site. JBox.com forward slash RSS has all the same great stuff as JList.com, minus the adults only material. Support this podcast by supporting JList.com for all your anime good needs. We can guarantee you'll find something just for you on JList or JBox.com. Now presenting Burning Questions with the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Would you rather? Yeah, I like oh, these. No. I like these. Have oh, no. taste buds in your butthole. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or poop out of your mouth but not taste it. Taste buds in my butthole. No. So you would rather taste your poop as this shit in here. Oh, oh, well, you didn't explain no, what was that's gonna... why the taste buds are in your butthole, is so you would... Oh, oh okay, God. Yeah. Taste buds in my butthole. Oh, God. What was the other one? Or poop out of your mouth, but not have to taste it. <laughs> I have to go... I have to go with that one. No. I mean, that's disgusting. Taste buds in my butthole. No, that's... You don't... You want to taste your own poop? Now, let me ask you a question. Yes. You have taste buds in your mouth. <laughs> yes. If you hold your nose and eat food, you can't taste it. If I hold my nose, do I still fully taste it out of my butt? <laughs> It's a valid question. It's a very important detail. No, no, you have to squeeze your penis. Because that is the nose of your butt. And now, back to the podcast. The power of Swan's Lake. Oh, yeah. Would you rather... Would you rather uh, poop out of your mouth but not taste it, or would you rather have taste buds in your butthole? Uh, poop out of my mouth and not taste it. Uh, that is the wrong answer. I, uh, I'm i not in the mood to taste my own poop. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So I, You know, I, I like that, that drop. I do have to tell you one thing that I always forget to tell you till I hear it, mm-hmm. and it caught me off guard the first time I heard it. Yeah. With her, with her accent, it sounds like burning Christians. Nah, well, she's she has an accent. Can oh I do? yeah, her, her name is Udia. Okay, so um, the intro weekly trivia question was um, the the anime Redline done by Madhouse Studios was a massive undertaking. It reportedly took how many years to complete the film? The answer is seven years, which is almost twice as long as it takes to make for Ghibli to make a movie, and it and they used over one hundred thousand hand drawn images. And I think the movie was actually a pretty big failure um, commercially. So, like, I don't, I don't even know how Madhouse Studios still exists, but it does. Redline is amazing. I mean, that anime is maybe the, the greatest visual feast you'll ever see. So, 
You should watch it. I'm sure you have brains. Yes. I would just say I think it a madhouse exists through sheer will. Like basically, yeah, a lot of their stuff doesn't do well. All right, I got to move us on. Here we go. It's time for iTunes review. SNYPR2217 writes uh, the most well-produced anime podcast by far, thanks to the talented Mitsugi. Wow, I feel so happy. Uh, that being said, each host offers their own unique taste, which has expanded my own interest in anime. Thanks to this podcast, I have been exposed to great shows like GTO, Space Brothers, uh, essential for any anime addict. Well, thank you very much. And if you would like to submit a five-star review, you can go on iTunes and... You can just click the star rater or you can actually write a review and we'll read it for you and you can help us surpass our total episode count uh, in our review number. So thank you so much for submitting that review. And now the moment you've all been waiting for, Kakegurui, which um, means like compulsive gambling or something. Um, I have this weird feeling that we're going to end up arguing about this uh, and I don't know how to keep this review to like uh, not that long considering this would normally be the point when I'm ending the, the podcast. <laughs> um, but Kakegurui is a show that I don't even know what studio this. I don't even know. Who, I don't even know what studio made this. I think it is Madhouse. <laughs> I mean, uh, I kind of thought so too, but I wanted to check on that. Uh, no, it's Mappa. Mappa, that's right. So um, that's it's a, why it looks so pretty. Yeah, um, yeah. Mappa has done good things lately. It's about a studio. It's about a a school where the kids, the the students, just like gamble they play crazy ga- they play crazy games and gamble insane amounts of money and they all seemingly are completely certifiable and um most of them are really hot <laughs> there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of odd fan service in here um i will say i went into this show wanting it to be about gambling and found that it is not about gambling at all um you, you can we, we can argue about it but i don't I don't feel personally that this is about gambling. Gambling is when I go to the casino on Christmas and throw craps. Um, and uh, this anime is more like um, made up games and cheating. And that's in like, and just being crazy as hell. And uh, um, it's a, it's definitely like one of those anime that people watch for the spectacle of it. And um, yeah. n- not because you're into like watching someone like, try to try to beat the house or count cards or something. It's, it's, um, it's a different well, like brand of the student council technically is the house. I mean, I guess, I guess so. But I mean, the house would never play a like one-on-one game where they risk everything. Like that would never happen. The, the, the house is using, um, the law of large numbers to guarantee that they always win because statistics says they will. So that makes it, that makes gambling super boring, which I guess is why this is not like that. Uh, right. I mean, I, what was they, there was an anime about a casino. What was that called? Um, um, there's Kaiji and so there's one outs that's about gambling sort of. And, um, but one outs is kind of a weird, different thing. I mean, yeah. but I don't know. That's like a gambling thing. Well, like, I thought there was an anime about a casino. It was, Rio, like, it was terrible. Though. Rio Rainbow Gate is about a casino. That's it. I mean, that anime is notoriously terrible. <laughs> I would... Oh, oh man, but uh, Rio, she's really hot. 
enough. She's really hot. But like, so I, I, I know you love I this show. So, so tell me why I, you I, love it. I, I love the show because I mean, it's, it's very, very stylistic. Um, something that I think, I think that's something that MAPPA has been doing well, um, is that they have style in their show. And I think that's something that we're missing um, with with a lot of anime these days. Nobody wants to take any risks or try to set themselves apart, really. I agree. They're like, well, this is the mold. We're going to follow it. I agree with you. And um, Studio Mappa, I, I think they do it more than anybody else. But I could be wrong. But they do that. The If you notice their skirts in this show, it's, it's a still image that the skirts move around on. Right. Um, the same way that they, the same way that um, Gonkutsuo was done. Yeah, I mean that that, that style really has been like done. That art style. Yeah, it's kind of like texturized. It's it's interesting. And uh, the show has a lot of style, and everybody in this show, except for our main character, or well, yeah, because technically your main character for this show isn't Jabami, um, Yumeko. It's a. Uh, uh, Ryota. Yeah, he's like the only he's the only one that's like not a crazy son of a bitch. Yeah. Everybody else is maybe certifiable to definitely certifiable. And and one of the interesting things I think about this show is that Yumeko technically is the main character, but she is not our point of view character and is never our point of view character. At no point do we ever get to hear her internal monologue or her thought processes or anything. Um, and the show is focused around talking about how absolutely insane she is as an individual. Um, I mean, it's praised and lauded, to be honest. But I and, mean, and I think the the writing is is very well done. That the games that they come up with are unique and interesting. And the the reason I say that the show is, is, is about gambling is because at a certain point there is you are trying to cheat in some way, um, whether it's whether we call it cheating or not, like you're trying to read the person in their tells or you a lot of professional poker players, I'm sure, while they may not necessarily count cards, they're probably counting cards they're like well i know this and this and this has been on the board so they can't have this hand this hand or this hand i mean i mean they and, definitely do like if you're talking about like texas hold'em or something they, they definitely do do that um most casinos have become wise to the point where they they know they, they, they'll put like 10 decks of cards in the shoe so that no one can count cards in blackjack anymore um, yeah, and I think they switch cards every so often. I've never been to a casino, so they switch dealers like every five to ten minutes, and they they shuffle the decks often. So, you know, you could count cards with one or maybe two decks, but when you're talking about eight or ten, um, it's just yeah. impossible to to do that. Um, so that's true. But I, I I just I don't I refuse to believe that gambling is about cheating. I don't think that that's that kind of I don't. I don't think it's so much about cheating in this show. Um, they they have a couple of lines that do discuss it, but I, I think essentially what what their version of gambling here is is that there is a game on many levels, and they have to figure out that the game. Because if you really think about it, if you had a entity like a a school or or what have you built around gambling. How long would it take for just regular gambling to not be enough? I mean, these people are 
compulsive addicted gamblers. Um, I mean, it's and, some, at some point it's not even a, in this anime. It's not even about the gambling and in and many times it's almost like a sexual fetish. Um, especially points, with yes. especially with Jabami. I mean, there's at least half a dozen times where I thought she was gonna like you know have an orgasm because of something someone did. That uh, maybe maybe with Jabami because she is really <clears throat> insane. Yeah. But I mean, if we want to talk about there, there is a character that does get there off of. <laughs> Yeah, the girl, the girl that played the guns with the guns. Is that who you're talking about? Um, yeah, what's her name? Uh, uh, Sayaka? I do not know. Um, no, 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 she's no. not a major character, so she's not even like listed in the top ten credits here. But the reason why I don't love this anime is because it's another one of those shows that I didn't think had much of a story. Like I'm watching it, and I'm like, I, I'm wondering why. I'm watching it because like um, I'm looking for like conflict and resolution and character growth and all this kind of stuff that people like watch, read books for, or watch stories for. And this anime has a very obvious formula to a lot of the episodes. And that is let's play a game that is unusual. Like you wouldn't normally gamble to like the the game like memory like you know that's something that like five year old kids play it's not something you 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 gamble a million dollars for so uh, like I, I do know that there are um like special gambling clubs where they do do games well, like that there might be but like it's not not normal not, not usual. like a casino thing no so like um so they pick a game that's unusual ultimately someone is cheating and Jabami will figure out, and this is probably at least half the episodes, Jabami will figure out how they're cheating and we'll, we'll reveal it, we'll win anyway or whatever. And like, the, but there's no, um, there's no like, I, I don't feel like there's any like real story to it. Like down, right down to the, like, well, if I'm watching like Shokugeki no Soma, Soma wants to be like a great cook. He wants us to surpass his father or whatever, and there's like they have events that where the goal is to, you know, defeat one of the top ten in the school because it's a shonen anime. And but then I look at Kakegurui, which is a which is about a school where they do something that isn't has nothing to do with like actual like studies, much like Shokugeki no Soma. But I'm like, why are the characters here? What are, what is their purpose? What are they trying to achieve? And in the end, it's just that they're all freaking crazy. Um, and I don't really I, see the story in the show. Like I don't. It, to me, it's missing. Man, I could just be blind to it. But I, I, I don't. I, I agree. I don't think it has much of a story. But I think what the story is is it's supposed to be the you're you're seeing most of these things from the eyes of individuals who are trying to figure this person out. Like what is going on with this person? Why do they do the things they do and react the way they do? Because there are times when um, Jabami intentionally loses. Um, to yes, there are. Make the risks higher for herself. I think a lot of it is just trying to figure out what compels her to do the things she does. By the way, the character you were talking about that that was that got there, as you said, yeah. was um, third year student and head of the student council beautification committee, Ishi right. Ikishima Imidari, which is a really weird name, by the way. Yeah, she okay. She's her crazy. episodes were probably my favorite episodes. The last episode was pretty cool, but the her episodes were 
probably my favorite because she was insane. Yeah, she was really crazy. Um, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I guess brains. If I'm if I take anything like um with depth out of the show for me, it's it, it's that I could see it being a social commentary on gambling as a whole because you could you could Which argue I definitely could see. you could argue that Yota is a lot like a Cloud Strife character where while he does talk, I think that in some ways the viewer is meant to be him and he's kind of just tagging along because I don't really think there's any reason why he even tags along with Jabami other than that he's supposed to perhaps be us. And in right. in that, I he's the only person that's not completely nuts. And therefore, you could potentially say that he is the viewer. He is the sane viewer watching crazy people gamble. And some the, the author could be making a commentary that says that when I was a little kid, my, my daddy gambled away all of his money and left me with nothing. I hate gambling. It's evil. Here's why. And I'm going to show you. And this is this is my social my social commentary and my take on what people that gamble are like. Um, and, and I think if you, you went that route, I, I really like that. I think if you went that route, it's not, it's not a stretch to, to get there. Nope. It's not. It makes more sense like that. Um, to be honest to me, at which least. especially if you consider Japanese culture and their and actually very, very presciently in the last few years, them trying to overturn the gambling laws. So, I mean, I definitely could see this as, as being a social commentary, um, which is something I hadn't thought about before. I, I would also say that I think that gambling laws are stupid, um, along with that's my take on gambling and drugs and everything. Um, I don't know why we spend so much money and effort trying to tell people they can't do something they want to do. I think if you want to destroy yourself and just destroy yourself, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. We should educate people to be different than that. But ultimately Japan finds tons of loopholes on how to get around the gambling laws anyway. And I think ultimately people gamble all their money away anyway. Uh, so, but, um, Japan definitely has its own like take on gambling, you know, uh, that's a different conversation probably, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how you'll feel about my rating for the show when we get to that, but uh, well, I, I also really like the opening music to this. Yeah, it's not <laughs> bad. Um, definitely not bad. I, I, I do have a thought about the opening, and the, especially the closing, because they're very like um, almost like hentai esque, especially yeah. the ending. But like, I don't recall the actual content of the anime being like that. Like it seems like the only nope. point, the only point in the show that makes me go, "Wow, they just want me to have sex with Jabami." It was the ending, and I'm like, um, mm -hmm. I'm like, like it seems odd that they like if you watch, only if you watch just the ending, you would think this was like a porno or or an etchy show, for sure. Right. But and and I, I, honestly, you don't really see that kind of stuff that you see in the opening and the ending throughout the show. Um, there, I think there's a a scene at the in the very last episode that maybe kind of alludes to what was going on in the first in the opening and the ending. But um, the only other time is with that uh, Midari uh, Ikishima, and um, I, I it really that didn't even feel so much like fan servicey like it was supposed to tell you to want to 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 sleep with her it was it was more of a this is how insane she is <laughs> right i'm with you on that she was definitely crazy 
I mean, they're playing Russian roulette. You got to be crazy uh, to play that at all. So, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, she was I mean, she was nuts. That 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 scene, she. Whew. All right, so because I'm because I'm concerned about the runtime of this podcast, I, I'm going to give my yeah. score, and then if you have other comments you want to make about it before you give your score, then be my guest. But I'm going to give it three. Um, uh, I don't know, three reckless bets out of five. You know, three chips that are worth like a billion dollars each out of five. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, this was a show where I think that I could have skipped like whole episodes and missed nothing, and. Because of that, I could agree. Because of that, I just can't like, you know. It's like we talk. We waxed poetically about monster and how and how deep the show is and how much story there is and how you can't take any episodes out. And this is sort of like one of those anime that um, is much more numerous, where it's like the antithesis of that. Where I could have literally skipped episodes four, five, six, and seven, and um, had a complete understanding of the anime completely. And, um, because of that, I just have a tough time giving it like a super high score. Um, but that's me. So I, I, you're, you seem worried about what your score will be in my, like in my eyes, but I think you just should, if you like it, then you like it. Like it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, so like our, our whole show watched it and, um, as, as we all always do, because, uh, we haven't gotten to the point where we even have even considered talking about a rotating schedule. Um, but it might be something to look at in the future. But as far as like this show went, we all had a unanimous score, which is rare. Um, we usually have a one point to a half point difference with most of our shows uh, somewhere in there. And I, I think the thing about this show is, uh, is, is the, the stylish nature and the just the absolute absurdity, like you said, kind of the spectacle of the show is is what kind of sets it apart. Um, I, I maybe I found too much fascination in like what is going on in um, Yumeko's head, uh, which which drew me to that. And so. I'll rate this the same. I rate it on my show for consistency sake and, 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 and well, just because I, maybe I could drop it half a point, but, uh, it's a four out of five got there on a desk in a gushy way. Good Lord. Um, well, I'm fine with that. I don't think that's not, I don't think that's not outlandish at all. I, I, yeah. And I'd see in the four isn't like necessarily, a solid four because there are issues. Like you said, you can remove um, episodes, but I think it, it edges into that territory. The art's great. Um, they got very creative in the way they came up with these games and what they did with them and how the cheating quote unquote, or the mind game in the game was done. And <clears throat> I think that the, 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 all that deserves to be recognized and that really what what keeps it from there is is you know maybe had they made that social commentary a little more obvious to say it was about that social commentary but okay well good we'll round to a three and a half that's uh, that's uh, that's math okay let's do some mailbags and let's be quick what do you think all righty it's time for an almighty anime mailbag. 
Anime. 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 Mailbag. All right, so if you want to submit a mailbag, it's our website, aaapodcast.com. There's a button on the top that says submit a mailbag, and we will read it, I promise. We read pretty much every mailbag unless you don't ask a question, which sometimes happens. So uh, we're going to go through these quickly. Luca writes, hey, guys, how are you all doing? I'm doing fine. Um, in your opinion, what makes a good sh- what makes good writing? What criteria do you have do you use when analyzing writing in anime? To me, it's uh, story cohesion. Like, can you understand what they're trying to, what the story is at all? Because sometimes you, you can't. Uh, tightness, like, the, how does it flow? Does it bog down in the middle? Or does it drag? Like, um, Monster, I would say, is a very tight show for something that's so long. Completeness, does it have, a, does it have like, loose ends? Does it wrap up nicely? Um, character development. Do the characters have, like, a journey? Do they grow? Are they deep enough to even have that? Um, those are some of the things that I would look for. Um... I think that the the you for for the most part what you, what you said is correct. A, a couple of things I think, um, and a lot of this I think personally was highlighted to me with with the Last Jedi is um, <laughs> ironically, and and I've seen it in quite a few anime. <laughs> Character development is important. Um, do characters um, need to evolve constantly? I don't think that's necessarily true, but you need to make sure that the narrative involves that characters around say the main character that doesn't evolve do evolve as a result um but what's what's very very important is uh characters do make the story but the narrative needs to move them along well and that's something i think that anime struggles with they'll either have good characters or a good narrative but um it seems like rarely do we get like a mix of both okay uh, Icy Rose, next mailbag, writes, Going back to the concept of how I've seen this done before but better, what anime should people just stop making because the perfect version of that story already exists and nothing ever can beat it? Does such an anime exist? Can one exist? And um, <clears throat> surprisingly to a lot of people, my thought is that um, there's n- there's nothing I would put in this category. I, I, um, I would not tell anybody to stop making any anime for any reason. Um, but I would say that we should just use some imagination when we make our anime. Like we should, we should try to find ways to make a story unique in some way so that it is contributing something different to a genre and not just completely redo a show that's already been out. That's already come out. Like we shouldn't make a show just like K on. That's like literally identical to K on just because K on was popular. It should be K on with a couple extra things that make it special. So I can't really say I would tell anybody to quit making it like a music anime or a club show. Like it's, it's, that's like stifling creativity. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd say the same thing at the, at the end of the day, there's only, what is it? Seven stories that can be told. Something like that. That have ever been told. Like seven, seven base concepts or something. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I, I don't think very many shows, if any shows have ever gotten it perfect. The closest I'd say is Monster. Like, I don't think... And 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 I think the thing with greatness comes is that despite... The, there'll never be a perfect show. <clears throat> Humanity, like, the, the beauty in the things that we, we, we review here is not in their necessarily, like, did they follow this formula and this formula and this formula and did it make it perfect? It's... Art is about the flaws. And um, 
flaws are what make art interesting. And if we had something that was like a perfectly narrated and well-written story, that doesn't necessarily make it interesting. Um, and so I, the, the idea of any show doing something perfect. Now, do I think somebody should make another monster? Uh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say so. Um, but the thing about when they make shows that are great, like Legend of the Galactic Heroes, a great space opera, Crest Banner of the Stars, um, GTO, uh, Monster, shows like that, that that are probably pinnacles of their genre. Um, the interesting thing about that is a lot of people are like, nobody will ever say, I never want to see another show like that. I think it's the, the negative... the the negativity and the kickback to it comes from when we don't, when we see them try to imitate it and they do it poorly. Right. Well, I mean, how are you going to imitate like Crest of the stars? Like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. It almost can't be done. But like, honestly, the funny thing is that like a show like monster or Crest of the stars would not be popular today. Mm-mm. It doesn't fit in. <clears throat> it's the wrong time. Um, next mailbag is from actually, why don't you read this one? Cause I just read two. Alrighty. Hey, uh, AAA crew. I know that Mitsuki always says that you can't get ramen in the States that is as good as the stuff in Japan. But there's some great stuff over on the West Coast. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, and there are tons of places that are really excellent. Recently, a ramen chain from Japan, Mensho, opened up a location in San Francisco. It's really good, but the lines are usually around two hours long. My question is what is your favorite type of ramen, and what are your favorite ingredients? I'm a big fan of eggs. I should say this is submitted by um, someone whose name is Food, and um, like. Oh, okay. Being, <laughs> I thought that that was the category for a second. I was like, we should have a category called Food. I'm starving. Um, the <laughs> fact that I'm even answering a question about ramen right now is unbelievably cruel. Um, I like miso broth and like the salty types of broth, um, like the soy sauce broth. Um, my favorite toppings for sure are like, like if I'm going to get extra toppings, it's going to be more sliced pork and more eggs and more bamboo shoots. Those are the three best. Um, I've never been, never been to men's show. I actually never even heard of it, but it could be like based out of Kyoto or something, which I, where I haven't nearly, haven't been nearly as much. Um, but, um, that's like, honestly, like, Food and bathhouses are one of the reasons why I why I am entertaining the idea of moving to a place like San Francisco because because uh, I mean in Florida there's one place where you can get that I know where you can get decent ramen in my area and it's expensive it's very expensive there's no reason for it to be so expensive but it is it's like fifteen bucks a bowl and I'm like I could I could order three bowls just like this in Japan in Tokyo of all places for the same price um but yeah for me it's eggs bamboo shoots and more chashu men more more sliced pork. Give me more like give me more chashu. I want it right now. I want it in my belly. Unfortunately, like my idea behind ramen is gonna be like almost the exact same as yours, if not the exact same. But I'm all about that egg and pork slices too, and um, tonkatsu and um, miso are my favorite ramen types. Well, the problem with like I could I could say like double my noodles, right? But like, right. If I'm if I but if I eat double the noodles, I'm just gonna be hungry again in 30 minutes because you're, you're talking about like something that's like re- epically high on the glycemic index. You're gonna feel horrible after you eat a double dose of noodles. But if you eat like a double dose of eggs and be in like pork, you're gonna feel great for like the whole night. 
Um, True. Just because you're going to digest it slowly and it's going to sit well with you and you're going to get those gains. Um, yeah. Even, yeah. So um, the last mailbag is from Crafty Mus, and he writes, what's a character from any medium outside of anime that would be a, that would be cool to see in an anime? Could uh, could be a completely new char- new story or have them appear in an existing anime like maybe the dude from the Big Lebowski shows up in an episode of My Hero Academia. My, excuse me, My Hero Academia. Um, I actually have a, a, a kind of an interesting answer from this, but it's going to be silly. Um, I'd like to see Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China in one of the Fate series. Hmm. I, I would not have been I, able to guess that in like a thousand years. Like... Jack Burton was such a great character played by Kurt Russell that I think that he would fit right into the Fate Stay series in mm-hmm. such a funny way. You know, I was going to say, my answer was going to be the, like, various famous dudes from, like, The Expendables could be, like, in Black Lagoon because, like, The Rock, would, awesome. the, the Rock would be perfect in something like Black Lagoon, and so would Stallone. But now I want to see... Whatever the whatever the main guy from Evil Dead's name is, um, Ash. Ash. I, I was wanna, thinking about Ash too. <laughs> I want to see Ash in like High School of the Dead. Yes, that's I just want to. I just want to see him go ape shit on like a bunch of zombies. Right. Oh my god, I love Ash. So I'm, I'm eating this this topo from the J List snack box. The the one that I said would be great with coffee because I'm starving, and it is. Oh my god, it's so good. I mean, it's just. I don't even know what is in this because it's like literally the one of the most. It's better than any pocky I've ever. It's better than any pocky I've eaten for sure. That's not even close. But it's like it's almost like an inside-out pocky. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, On a side note, uh, I went to I went to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights this year, and they had a an Evil Dead haunted house, and they were like, like some guy some guy dressed as Ash in like every area, and he was doing like something crazy in every area. Um. Like shotgunning people and stuff. It was pretty awesome. Have you seen that the the new Stars series? Nope. Ash versus Evil Dead. There's a there's an episode. I don't know how often you watch like schlocky movies like this, but they're in a fight in a restaurant. And you always see them end up in a fight in a restaurant. It goes through the kitchen and some of these like type of movies and uh action movies or whatever. And inevitably you always see a meat slicer in there because what kit what kitchen professional restaurant does not have a meat slicer, right? Right. And I, like me and my buddy were watching it. We're like, use the meat slicer, use the meat slicer. Like we always do. Cause we're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. And then she, the female, I believe it was the female character from that show literally jams a person's head. In there oh my God. Using the meat that's, slicer. that's pretty effed up. It's a, it's a good show though. It's enjoyable. If you like the evil dead series. All right. I have got to wrap this up. We are epically long, yep. but brains, you have been a real champion today helping me out while Cosmo like does his 16th consecutive 100 hour week. And wow. Well, I don't know what Kimiko's doing probably at a New Year's party, but thank you so much for, for, for helping me out. Please plug your, uh, plug everything you do at nauseum. Um, and, um, and, and get us out of here. Uh, so I'm the producer of the trash pandas watch anime podcast. Um, where our motto is we dig through the trash. So you don't have to, we do, uh, a mixture of uh, old and new anime, and, and honestly, if you like AAA, I think you'll feel a little uh, a little more at home with our show. Um, 
I've I've borrowed with Mitsugi's permission uh, a few different things that have kind of set up the show the way it is. Um, but we we do um, impressions and pass fails like uh, Mitsugi does. You're the inspiration. The Maybe I don't know. And uh, <laughs> sorry, but we we do it a little differently. We do uh, we have different episode lengths, uh, different minimum episodes for episode lengths, and. Um, uh, but what we do is we don't have a minimum pass, which may be to our detriment in getting a, a broad spectrum. But we will take that extra time and instead go back and review older anime. Um, we're always open to requests. And like I said, we got those riff tracks types of uh, episodes that we do where we make fun of Etchy and different OVAs and just kind of have fun drinking to them. And then we do a book series we are working on getting that down it's just been time has been a problem this last six months and um we we do some other things too from time to time and like i said uh it'll be coming out soon but it'll have kazuo from aaa bcom from the nerd of another nonsense and andrew from the geek of oh crap i forgot the name <laughs> but um but andrew from the aaa discord uh, he's starting up his podcast as well um and uh we, we discussed The Last Jedi um, and our feelings on it. So that episode will be coming out soon. So definitely check that episode out if you like AAA because um, Kazuo does put his best foot forward there for us. So Sounds good. Thank you for that. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to get us out of here. Um, thank you so much for listening sticking with us. Some people are going to love that this episode was epically long. Um, and we'll see you next week. Uh, I think we're about due for a like year review type of episode, but I'm pretty sure next week is uh, winter 2018 anime selections, and that will be pretty much right as the season's getting ready to start. So look forward to that next week, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace!